Hey, uh, hey, Brantley. Uh, yeah, what's up? What's up? Did you, uh, did you take the trash out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me and, me and Nick both ran it out there to the dumpster. All right. Um, did you guys get the, the windows clean as well out front? Yep. Yep. Okay. Got up on the ladder and everything. I was reaching the corners. Right on. Right on. Hey, um, where? Where where is Nick? Oh, um I I have no idea where he went. I thought he was uh in back doing something. Well, yeah, you just you, I told you guys you got to check in with me if you're going to walk around whatever section you're going in, you know. It's very important. We don't want to Yeah. I thought I I thought I seen him earlier. Dan. Dan. Yeah, what's up? I just came from the supply closet, dude. Most of the guns are gone, dude. Most of the guns are gone. <laughs> oh, my God. I had an RPG in there, dude. It's gone. The RPGs are gone, oh, dude. All the RPGs are gone. Fucking hell. Well, who... Did we get robbed again? I don't... I'm here. You're here. Brantley's here. It, well, Nick. Oh, my... It's gotta be Nick. <laughs> He's, what the fuck? Dude, he's somewhere in the store. He's got the RPGs. You think he's gone full John Rambo? I don't you know. think I was too hard on him? He's either gone out the back door, he's tunneled into the moat, he's stuck in a puppet vent somewhere. Jerry's gonna be fucking pissed, dude. Already I'm in America for two fucking days, and already there's a guy with a rocket launcher outside. Do you see him? Oh my god, he got out. Oh shit. There's a very good looking skinny man with a bunch of rainbow guns and a big RPG. Which way did he go? He was uh, towards the sun. What the fuck? I'm on French time. I don't know. I just came from. uh... Sun's cleaners? No, where did you finish your thought? Where'd you just come from? (laughs) I came from French. Okay. (laughs) This guy's story checks out, guys. Mm hmm. I mean, I am, of course, uh, the, from Holland, but, uh, you know, there's no All direct right. flight right. from fucking Holland I gotta go. to I'm here, gonna go. right? So. I'm going to go chase him down, okay? Yes. Go catch this okay. man. I got to go. Why is America so goddamn dangerous, you fat fucks? What? Probably most of the guns. You see, you can't answer your, this question because you do not respect Verhoeven anymore. Anyway. Well, I'm back, baby. I'm back in the USA. Good. Uh, are you coming off the three-year-long Benedetta tour, huh? That shit is a huge hit. It's a goddamn giant success. And what do you know? The 80s, they're back in America. Top Gun is a huge movie. You've got the Stranger Things. Christian conservatism is at that all high, high. Sure. Yeah. Can't do nothing to your female bodies, but I can. Wow. So I'm here to find, uh, do the research. What's the big shit since I've been gone, buddy? What's the big shit since you've been gone? Yeah, what is you fuck, you slip up, you suck it, and you lick it. You so Mm -hmm. gross. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, just between you and me, I've been trying to get the other guys who work here to watch Benedetta, and they're not having it. They couldn't handle it. I saw that little man run after the guy with the RPG. He couldn't do it. Weak ankles. <laughs> I must, liked it though. I thought it was. You must have good core strength to get through Pentadeta. 
It's progressive. Yes. To make you question your values. Anyways, I think the big thing right now is remakes. Maybe there's a... Maybe you could take a swing at one of those, you know? That's, that's cool. Who is this kid right here looking at me and nodding and polite? It's very sweet. Oh, uh, hi, Mr. Verhoeven. I'm Brantley. Hi. Nice to meet you. Dish. Okay. You're fitting in nicely here. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. If I was to write a story about this, I would probably blow you up soon. That's probably where I would fit into most films. I wouldn't want people to get too attached to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So remakes are pretty big? Yeah, if there's like maybe a, you know, like a late 80s, early 90s thing that you could consider rebooting, that could maybe get you back on the... I want a big, I want a solid story with a good foundation for something that's actually happened. And that might be confusing with your Marvel DC bullshit. Well, you know what could... You know what could fit nicely because you did just come off of Benedetta. Yes. Maybe there's a, a religiously confusing movie <laughs> that we know oh. about that could yeah. tempt you. You're a big Jesus guy, right? Oh, I love the Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know who loves Jesus more? You fat fucking Americans. Eat your goddamn large popcorn during Passion of the Christ. What, you going to shove those kernels up there and stop the bleeding? You fat fucks. Did you fuck in the minivan on the way home and have another kid, Jebediah? They should have had a tie-in candy bar. I love America. All right. So what have you got that's maybe got at least a titty and like uh, it's a just absolute tragedy where it's somebody that you like, but just shit goes elsewhere. And I want countless innocent men to just be evaporated. Sure. I think we've got just the thing. This week on the Five Day Rentals podcast, the lawnmower man. Do you guys usually get famous directors just wandering in here? Uh, we can't get rid of Verhoeven, dude. He's <sighs> 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 too fast. He's too fast. He's too fast. I told you, you get the weak ankles. <sighs> Did you at least get the RPG back, dude? Uh, hey, Paul. Uh, well, I think he shot it. You'll see it on the news. Fuck. Give me a beer. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. This is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. I'm Cron Howard. I'm going to be hosting this week. I'm joined, as always, by uh, two guys who were constantly in in-school suspension in high school for having cyber sex with each other. My co-hosts, Bones and Laundry Dan. Howdy. That's a real rock and a hard place, right? Because if I say, no, we didn't, it comes off like we're ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. It didn't really happen. But if and you, and you shouldn't say be we ashamed. did. You shouldn't you know, be like, ashamed of it. Yeah. You guys should have just done it on it your own time. It should be whatever it goes, on right? school grounds. Yeah. That should be the first place you do experiment with that, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Plus, both of our bodies were like this androgynous silver, you know? So you didn't really know yeah. what... We were just mannequins. I had a tail. Yeah. All right, that's fine. My uh, VR dick is huge, though, by the way. <laughs> Your no, VR dick not. looks great, dude. Thanks, man. Uh, we're also joined, as we have been for the previous two episodes... Poor bastard. Yeah, he's he's ready to be done with this. <laughs> uh, we are joined by one of the co-hosts of the Horror Drafts podcast. It's Brantley. How's it going, Brantley? Oh, good, man. How are you? Welcome, doing buddy. Great. Uh, are you are you just ready to be done with this whole thing at this point? <laughs> uh, I think Nick was. I think he bailed after Lawnmower Man. He's like, I can't, I can't mm-hmm. do this. But uh, I, I, hey, I made a commitment, and I'm going to stick it out uh, through uh, through all three. So here I am. Well, we, we love you, buddy. It. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I love you guys. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, Brantley and Nick, who you've heard on the previous two episodes, are the hosts of the Horror Drafts podcast. If you're not listening, make sure to give it a listen. It's one of the best podcasts out there. Uh, They're always drafting incredible horror-related topics. They just finished up with their 90s mega draft. Uh, Brantley, if you want to come on and defend not selecting Jason Goes to Hell, You'd be more than welcome to do that. You don't need to feel obligated, though. Um, yeah. Just just know that the people might rise up and riot against you at some point, but we'll, we'll leave it there. That's a good point. I thought you were going to say Maniac Cop 2 for a second, actually. I think both of them should have made it onto the podcast, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, we'll... Uh, Whenever we issue the spring supplemental, we'll clear up all that. It, all right. Somebody did pick Castle Freak, though. I thought that would make you guys. It's happy about that one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was happy about Castle Freak. I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, as as a as a spoiler, not a spoiler, but as like a little tease to make people listen, Brantley, I absolutely share your sentiment on Castle Freak. It's oh, like thank you. a shit ton of fun, and then you get to this one part, and it almost like the aftertaste is too much. You know, it's a uh, it's yes. a bad hangover for a s- okay birthday party. It's, yes, uh, you know, I absolutely you know agree. It tasted great. <laughs> well, well, thank you guys. You're you're very kind. I appreciate the kind words. By the way, that was very kind. A very kind intro. Thank you. You just get that uh, uh, Jeffrey Combs acting drunk. I mean, that's worth the price of a ticket alone. <laughs> hey, that's yes. that's what women really want. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Well, his performance did get a rave review uh, in that podcast. Uh, yes, they they couldn't speak highly enough about him. All right, guys, we're not here to talk about Castle Freak. <laughs> Stop, Brantley. It's enough already. <laughs> Can't help myself. Uh, we're here to wrap up a little category called uh, Software Upgrade, parentheses, Microsoft, more like micro hard to kill. Close parentheses. You got it. <laughs> uh, this is a category selected by our co-host Bones. Uh, movies about killer robots, killer tech, that kind of thing, right, Bones? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for this week's selection, I've I introduced everyone. Well, some of you might have seen this before, but I had selected mm-hmm. The Lawnmower Man from 1992, directed by Brett Leonard. Uh, guys, 
I think Brantley, you said you had seen this a long time ago. Yeah, probably when I was a teen, I'd watched it. And Dan, you might have seen this. Yeah, same. Probably when it was released on VHS, and that was the last time I've seen it. And has Until the uh, has the lens of time given you a new appreciation for this, Jim? Um, I think I think I'm here more for the performances rather than the um, the visuals. <laughs> okay. Bones, do you have any uh, quick hot takes uh, as a, a first-time viewer? As I watched it, I realized I had I had definitely seen this before, whether it be in parts. But having finished it and then watching the trailer for Lawnmower Man 2, I realized, okay, that was the one that I watched on HBO all the time. Oh, so you did watch 2 a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like okay. so much so that don't think it didn't make its way into the uh, bank of possible selections. Because as I was watching the trailer, I was getting like that visceral like, oh, shit, I remember this. Um, but there was stuff in this that it was great to see again and then stuff that I hadn't seen. And then to come find out that I guess there's a director's cut. Guys, speaking is, of the director's yeah. cut, uh, so for this, I, I did buy the amazing looking scream factory blu-ray of the lawnmower man which does include the director's cut uh fully restored presented in high def picture quality <laughs> the director's cut is almost 40 minutes longer than than the theatrical i mean it's like two and a half hours um there are some major differences, which I'm not sure if I'm going to mix them in or just save them until the end of the episode. But there are there are basically two major storylines that go in radically different directions um, that are pretty impressive. So, you know, we'll discuss those at some point this evening. Can you tell us which one you well, I don't know. You probably don't want to, you know, ruin anything, but I'm just curious if you thought the director's cut is a better version of this film. Than the theatrical? The theatrical is quicker to like, well, I mean, because of the shorter running time, obviously, but it is just more succinct in a way. Like it gives you, mm. it, it doesn't give you as many tangents to run down. Um, but I don't know, man, there's like, I'm kind of torn because there's one part of the director's cut where I'm like, how did they leave this out of the final? <laughs> like, this is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. and then there's one where it's like, I could go either way. Like it's kind of funny, uh, in the theatrical and it's kind of funny in the director's cut. So I think I might save that one until the end at least, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll talk about it. So, well, yeah, I mean, I'm just curious cause I know that it, many times I often the director's cut, I think is, it can be a lot worse than the theatrical, mm-hmm. um, like the, I mean, Donnie Darko, notoriously the director's cut, it's like much worse. The director's cut of the warriors is a lot worse than the theatrical. Nick was saying, I think in one of the horror drafts episodes that the frighteners, um, director's cut is a lot worse than the theatrical as well. Um, so I'm always, I'm always curious kind of how director's cuts stack up to the released film. I guess what I will say is like, if you were interested by what you saw in the theatrical, mm-hmm. I think watching the director's cut will be an enjoy an enjoyable experience. Like you will not regret having seen it as long as you did enjoy the theatrical. I think 
if you hated the theatrical, it's just going to be more elaboration on probably the stuff you didn't like. So, gotcha. Yeah. Have any of you watched uh, the most recent Thor? No. Mm-mm. No. Okay. So your eyes didn't roll into the back of your head, and you just walked to your local cinema like I did. <laughs> just woke up halfway uh, through the, the Marvel logo. I'm watching Minions on Saturday. Oh, cool. Oh. You wearing My a daughter suit? really liked that one. Yeah, go uh, in a no. suit, dude. Yeah. No. Uh, no. I bring that up because Taika just recently said that he doesn't like director's cuts. He's like, you mm. you watch a lot of them and they suck. To which my response is, well, then sometimes editor uh, cuts suck. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think, you know, obviously the circumstances, uh, you know, uh, surrounding every film is different. And a lot of times... You know, films get taken out of director's hands because they don't have final cut. And so what ends up coming out maybe isn't great. And so getting a director's cut is a way to kind of vindicate what they'd like to do. And it can be good in those situations. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes if they release a film that's, you know, essentially what they're looking for, but then they get to come back 20 years later and do a director's cut, it's more just like indulgent and, you know, can really mess with the film. So Miami Vice is one that is like... It's like just as good. It's mm. it's not like it's better or it, it fills in some gaps, but you can absolutely argue for each one. Okay. That's the one um Troy, didn't they say Troy's director cut is like way better? It's than like three hours Troy. long or something. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. everyone's like, that's what should have been in theaters. Oh, I've, I hear the Kingdom or, of Heaven or, one is the one. Or is it's it always it's Kingdom of Heaven? And okay. Alexander also has like three different cuts. Mm. But Oliver Stone should all... cut his own movies. But yeah, I think Kingdom of Heaven, uh, dude. Don't he's going to come in here cut all of us? Oliver Relax. Stone's? Yeah. What, we're not a South don't American country. Don't say his name three times. Who wins in a fight, Verhoeven or Oliver Stone? Oliver Stone. Fair Hands open. down. I think Fair I, I would go Verhoven. Hey, come on. I'm winning that night, guys. No way, dude. De Palma Wait. or Stone? De Palma. De Palma. Yeah. De Palma yeah. at 85 or whatever he is now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, is this in their prime or like right now? Oh, right now. Right now. Okay. What's the yeah. age difference between Verhoven and Stone? Oh, probably like seven years. Close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty, I was going to say they're probably pretty close. <laughs> I think I think Michael Mann might be my like of the top old guy directors. He'd be the one because you know he's got a gun in his sock. That's Clint you know. Eastwood. Ooh, Eastwood's <laughs> yeah, Clint, a good fucking. Clint Eastwood's got a gun on him right <laughs> yeah. now, wherever he is. Do you guys know Samuel Fuller, the director? Mm. Samuel Fuller. He would sometimes fire off his pistol instead of saying action <laughs> while having a big cigar in his mouth. I think I've heard that story somewhere. Did, I, um, that sounds familiar. Who directed uh, Convoy? Was that, uh, it's fucking just Peck and Paw. Peck and Paw. Didn't Peck oh, and Paw? Yeah. And Milius, too. Like, Milius always had like a fucking 44 on his hip. Well, I think I should Peck, be a fucking film director, dude. I think Peckinpah would just roll in, like, probably with a gun, probably two guns, and just already at, you know, 8 a.m. had three Cocaine. bottles of whiskey in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think if they're going to fight, it has to be in their drug and alcohol days. Like that would mm. be that would be the celebrity death matches that I'd be paying for. Yeah, but Clint Clint was like an early advocate of like healthy eating and like exercise yeah, and shit. So I he doesn't uh, have like a drug 40 What is he 98? He's like 92. Hey, is his mom still alive? Uh, I don't know. We should look that up. I have no idea. I think she you, is. You think she's ever seen Lawnmower Man? <laughs> Probably. Day one in line. We're going to go see Lawnmower Man. Okay. All right, guys. This is the Lawnmower Man from 1992, directed by Brett Leonard. Uh, we open up, as every movie does, hurled into pure darkness. Let it wash over you, uh, just like a the first man being birthed from primate material. We see text come onto the screen. By the turn of the millennium, a technology known as virtual reality. It's all caps. What? So, uh, will be widespread in use. It will allow you to enter computer-generated artificial worlds as unlimited as the imagination itself. Its creators foresee millions of positive uses, while others fear it as a new form of mind control. That's impressive. You had that whole thing memorized mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just able to rattle it off just like that. Well, I got it tattooed on my forearm for this. Nice. So <laughs> just had to read it off. He's going, he's going deep, y'all. Mm-hmm. I have that uh, memento thing. <laughs> for just this movie? This this opening text is my John G. raped and killed by life. I don't think you're the only one who's watched Lawnmower Man and then immediately forgot it. All right, we open on that. That is a, a true statement because earlier today I was like, "How the? F- I don't remember the beginning of this thing." I I think most of the people on this call right now have forgotten watching The Lawnmower Man at some point in their life. <laughs> All right, we open on Virtual Space Industries. Uh, we, we start by watching two men argue over a monkey. The first is advocating that this is the best chimp that he's ever had. The second man is arguing that the shop, who we'll later learn is like a political organization... Uh, They are interested in this monkey's brain enhancements. What they want this chimp to do is be proven in battlefield mode. Battle. The first man is saying that he won't increase the aggression drugs. It could fry this monkey's brain. We briefly cut over to a virtual environment called Toxdet. Was was, uh, the frying clunky style or just regular? Was the what? The brain. Is it being fried clunky style or just regular? Oh, it's got to be clunky. I mean, okay. get just that sure. wet breading in the middle. It's delicious. Uh, we do briefly cut over to a virtual environment that's called Toxdet. And apparently this is the monkey in virtual <laughs> reality. Guys, he, this monkey is a god with a blaster pistol in his paw because he's... <laughs> Racking up some points in this thing. He moves fucking fast, too. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. What is anybody... this battlefield scenario, though? Where Where is this uh, off-world barbed wire encased uh, 
Mars terrain. It doesn't, uh, you know what I mean? Like, why isn't it woods or an urban area? Like, this is just. I don't think the computer can generate the okay. kind of textures you're <laughs> you're looking for. I just thought of, like, Doom 2 the whole time. Yes. It does look like Wolfenstein or Doom, like the originals for the PC. The enemies are space invaders, right? They're just like, they look, almost have like a gorilla feel to them, but they move like a space invader. Yeah, it kind of seemed like a monkey that was fighting other monkeys in a virtual <laughs> environment. I mean, that's kind of what they, they do look like that, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, after some credits, we cut back over to this monkey. Guys, he's picking his lock. He's getting out of his cage. Uh, he's sneaking through this building. He's using some of his cybernetic enhancements to allow him just, to see around corners. I was just really glad he wasn't invisible. I don't, I mean, that's got its own benefits, so. Crying I did that one thing. already. I did that shit. Move on. <laughs> Nailed it. He just has, he loves monkeys breaking out of laboratories. Mm -hmm. Oh, is there anything more compelling than <laughs> a monkey taking his future into his own hands? And <laughs> What I did like was the competing POV shots that they did, because they do like the cyber vision POV that he has, like the Terminator helmet, mm -hmm. but they also put the camera up behind his head to show the movement. It's like they couldn't make up their mind on what they wanted to do mm -hmm. i don't think there's just had... a single Sorry. shot of the entire monkey it's all like his his head like his face when he's in the cage and then the back of his head when he's escaping yeah this guy probably just didn't want to film monkey stuff i mean <laughs> too many setups yeah doctors yeah. won't stay still well, there's a close-up of the monkey's paw, which I'm like fairly certain was like a human hand that they made makeup affected to look like a monkey paw. <laughs> What's that thing called where it happened in a rad where like a a man clearly plays a woman and it's like illegal now in Hollywood? Don't they call that wigging in the stunt industry? Yeah, when yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think this is Is that illegal now? I think it's like frowned upon at least. Like, yeah. well, yeah, it's probably yeah, frowned yeah. upon. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder Where? if it's this if if it's the same thing. If people look back on, uh, you know, the lawnmower <laughs> man and say like <laughs> how how stupid we were. Like, there's a retired stunt ship in a trailer mm -hmm. watching mm -hmm. the lawnmower man getting all pissy. Like, that could have been my break. Mm -hmm. Where in rad? Should you killed a... your wife, dude? When he does People the would when he does the sexy bike dance with ah that's the, yeah that's right that's mm -hmm. right the lady well you know women weren't allowed to ride BMX bikes at that time nineteen eighties uh, let's see so this monkey's picked his lock he is using some of his cybernetic enhancements to look around corners um, uh oh this monkey's got a gun you guys. <laughs> He, he lifts it right off a guard. Uh, this guard turns around and he blows a hole in his head. Yep. 
artfully done in the Terminator vision, so we don't get the graphic violence mm-hmm. of it. But yeah, yeah, I like I liked what they did because you kind of just see like a, a black circle fly out of a <laughs> the outline <laughs> of a skull. That yeah, was, uh, that was NC seventeen, so they had to redo that. Mm-hmm. Not the only uh, guard in this movie that gets shot point blank. Mm-hmm. Nope. None of them were looking at porn mags, though. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Fuck. Well, they got virtual reality. If they've all looked at porn in virtual reality, fucking a physical copy of Playgirl or Playboy isn't going to. Hope that wasn't a slip that I said looking at Playgirl. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get that drop, Cron. I've seen, uh, they showed the way people have sex apparently in this virtual reality. It sucks. That looks no fun at all. Yeah, it looks like a. Creed album cover, right? <laughs> Human clay. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty close <laughs> reference make, point for people yeah. who have not watched this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just as this monkey is identifying his escape, an arm guard comes around a corner and shoots him in the back. At home, Dr. Lawrence Angelo, who is Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Uh, apparently this movie which was finished in 1992 nobody could do uh find and replace on their word editor to update this name larry angelo is (laughs) pierce brosnan does not look anything like that name belongs to him he's got the earring oh his his style in this is incredible Incredible. Is this was this right after this had to be when did he become Bond? What year was that? I think uh, shortly after six, this, right? 96, Nin- right? I thought it was like, yeah, ninety five, I think Goldeneye came out. So here's the I thing. Think? He was supposed <laughs> to, he was supposed to have already been Bond by this point. Yes. Oh okay. he was in a show called Remington Steel. And then he was going to be Bond, and then Remington Steele said, no, we're going to make another season. You can't be Bond. So then that's when we got Timothy Dalton. Then there was that big gap, and then they were able to finally bring Pierce in. So. And didn't didn't the Broccoli's want to continue on with Timothy Dalton, but the studio MGM was like, no, we need to get a new Bond or, or vice that's, versa, maybe? That's possible. I know there was a there's like a treatment for like his third movie. And it would have mm. dealt with the transition of Hong Kong back to China. Okay. And that would have been fucking cool. Because in hindsight, like 20 yeah. years later, we're all like, actually, Timothy Dalton is pretty fucking good. Like, yeah. Living Daylights is great. Mm-hmm. And License to Kill is awesome. But I, I love Pierce, though, too. Yeah. And GoldenEye especially. That one oh, was hell yeah. the best of his Still my all-time run. favorite. Oh, Casino Royale takes the top spot for me. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah. yeah. It's like Miami Vice director's cut. I, yeah. It's so yeah. close. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Angelo wakes up from this nightmare. He grabs a cigarette and lights it in bed. Uh, you guys ever smoke in bed? Yeah. Always. It's good. Mm-hmm. No. You've that never chest hair he's got. Oh man. You've never lit up a cig <laughs> after making love to the woman? I don't think I ever 
smoked in the house. That was so gross. It is extremely gross. Mm-hmm. And it's even worse to do it in bed. It's even worse. And his worse. wife calls him out, yeah. too, which is good. Mm-hmm. Is this his I hate wife? when you smoke in bed. I thought so. Am I, maybe girlfriend? Maybe it's just I thought they're it was not a, married. I it was know. a girlfriend. Could be a girlfriend. Okay. Kron's going to get to it. But she... Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get she, there. She can, be, she, she, <laughs> she can be mad about this. But also... Oh, absolutely. But also... The guy's literally asking... Please, continue. All right, his wife, she does wake up. She's pissed that he's smoking in bed. Uh, he's also watching on TV what looks like classified video footage from the Gulf War. Yeah. It's a little... Every channel. Yeah, it's just like bombs raining, raining down. I mean... Oh, but wild. He wakes her up. He rolls over and he's like, hey, hey. And he's trying to tell her, like, I had a really bad nightmare, like, really bad. And she sort I of want to bl- hear about your monkey. Yeah, she sort of Angelo. blows him off and then gets mad about the cigarette. Like, so I kind of come back to his side. Like, obviously, he's asking for help. He he's restless. He gets out of bed. He walks over to the window. He looks out. He sees his next door neighbors, which is a, a drunk construction worker man who's. Just beating the hell out of his wife and kid. <laughs> Guys, the what, 90s what were... What time a, is it? It's not the 90s were a different time, though. I mean... Mm-hmm. The, what? Well, now yeah, the only difference now is you would call. <laughs> In the 90s, you knew to mind your own business, I guess. Or actually, people wouldn't call now. They would just film it and put it online. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, they would not help, actually, yeah. but... Well, I mean, in the moment it's not helping, but it probably does help later on, actually, to have the evidence of the assault. That's true. I guess it's the context, though, because if it just ends up on TikTok and somebody captions, like, LOL, weird yeah. neighbor... Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> My neighbor constantly <laughs> wakes me up with this yeah. bullshit. <laughs> Puts it to, like, a... I don't know. Some I got boy. these blinds off of Amazon, so I don't have to look at this shit every day. <laughs> Turn the camera 90 degrees and his wife starts dancing and shit on the bed. The whole thing's set to Island Boy. With her tits almost coming out, but they don't. Mm, no. Yeah. No nip or you're off the tick. No. Yep. Uh, the phone rings. Larry answers it. He hears a, the, a voice on the other end that says, your chimp is dead. It tried to escape. Uh, guys, this wasn't a nightmare after all. No, oh, no. But a prophetic Fuck. vision. <laughs> what a terrible way to ruin your 8 p.m. wake up. <laughs> we cut over to the lab. Angelo and Tim's. Tim's is the other guy that we saw at the opening of the movie who was arguing with Angelo. Noho Hank. Question, Kron. Um, is that his first name or his last name? I think it's just, he's like Cher. He just has <laughs> one name. He's just Tim's. Tim's. Mm-hmm. You think they meant maybe to have two? Two names? Two Tim's. 
like L- uh, like two guys that were his boss and they were both named, named Tim. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I would have only wanted it if the second one was Tim the Tool Man. <laughs> oh. 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 Well, in that case, I want the other Tim to constantly be behind some piece of furniture so you don't see the entirety of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just his head poking over. We kind of just see a large head at, at times as his boss. Mm-hmm. That's true. How many seasons do you think Tool Time lasted? At Seven. least eight. Twelve. There was, there was literally one plot. There was one 30-minute <laughs> plot that they developed, and they did it... 300 times in a row. That's how you know you've got an incredible show. I guess. When I don't you can think keep doing she it. would have been I don't think she would have been married to this man for that long. Okay, well now now I actually want to know how long home improvement. I'm looking it, it has up. has to be in a year doing I'm it. Looking, it's I just, double digits. Oh, I, I just looked it up. I it's going to seem really shady cuz I was dead on. It's 8. Oh, okay. Well, you, I was one off. All right. Well, you but, have the You've got the box set, so it's well, not that. Well, if you that. look closely right it, yeah. in the background, yeah, you can see them all lined up there. Here's the incredible thing. Uh, so his most recent show, Last Man Standing, nine seasons. Dang. Seriously? Yeah. And it's the wow. same show, just with daughters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about our fractured media landscape where uh, his other show, Last Man Standing, essentially doesn't exist to like a massive <laughs> like population of, of the country mm-hmm. and yet everyone knew home improvement when that was on in the 90s huge yeah massive how often do you not call it home improvement you say tool time i think i, say f- I did when i introduced oh, yeah, 50 percent of the time yeah i say on tool time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well it's Who? it's it's one of those things where it's like, if you talk about it as much as we do, then you're bound to make that slip up. <laughs> Who was the the chick assistant with him and Al? It was Pamela Anderson originally. Yeah, she was one oh, of them. Yeah. Heidi, yeah. I didn't know that. Heidi, Heidi. but then it became Heidi. Mm-hmm. I think I like Heidi better. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Pam Anderson leave it to do Baywatch? That would be my guess, yeah. That's solid. Yeah. Solid. Brantley, yep. you are wearing your Baywatch colors tonight. I am. Thank you for noticing. I always try to rep PA whenever I can. <laughs> That's Pam Anderson, not Pennsylvania. Okay. <laughs> Did you guys watch Pam and Tommy? No. But eventually, pretty I'm pretty sure that this podcast will cover barbed wire eventually. That's good point. Mm-hmm. Which is also covered in Pam and Tommy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angelo says that this chimp was running, uh, the, was just running the program that they installed and this setback is going to cost him 10 years. How's he, how is he supposed to move on to human testing with all this going on? How does this set them back 10 years? Uh, He had made all these advancements with the chimp, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I don't know. Could he not do that again and get him to the same point? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems odd. It's a ten. You mean to tell me there's not nine other chimps in that back room? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> just waiting to play. Yeah, blast. This doesn't. If this doesn't go right, they're all going to be like building transmissions at the local garage. Yeah, as we know, anybody can do that shit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, how did you guys feel about the photography of this movie? It's, it had a style. It's kind of got that I 90s sheen to it. It's yeah. Say it's yeah. Definitely yeah. 90s. And I, so in this scene, I really noticed it. They're in this gray sort of bland, but it's lit. I was like, this has a, a, a like you said, like a sheen to it. And then when I looked it up, this is now Cameron's guy. He's uh, done all of like Cameron oh, stuff shit. in the 90s. He's done Avatar and everything. So gotcha. there was some some stuff that I really liked in this. And then there was just some stuff that just seemed so bland and tacked on. And mm-hmm. then when you find out there's a director's cut, you know, yeah, how did it flow? But Well, there was that early scene, too, where him and Tim's are arguing. And that's like bathed in this blue light and everything. And that so it, they were definitely like trying to infuse a, a type of style into mm-hmm. it, I guess, that made it a little less... It made it a more interesting to watch. I felt like the laboratory stuff... Well, his... I guess the government... Is that what it is? The government? Like, the giant head? That felt pretty 80s to me, I, I thought. Yeah. Still, maybe. It's 92, so... It, uh... The the actual lab with the, with the VR units, did you guys get a event horizon vibe like that to me like that coloring that's what Mm. i was kind of thinking of okay i could see that yeah it's pretty dark in there yeah i haven't seen that movie in forever i think i watched it like two years cut to dan writing it down (laughs) george just covered it not too long ago actually I don't think I'd want to plot that thing. And uh, spoiler alert, it was the very last pick Mm -hmm. of the 90s Mm -hmm. horror draft. uh, One of the steals of the draft. See, I was about to say, I I think it just got picked on 90s horror, but... (laughs) Try not to give them all away. Yeah, no, we've already... already, (laughs) People would go listen to the show, guys. Well, 40 movies came off the board, so, you know, they hear one or two, no big deal. Which means you could do a 90s part two. You could do a 90s exactly. part three. Mm-hmm. All right. Angelo threatens to leave and seek outside funding. Tim's advises him that that wouldn't be a good idea as Angelo signed an ironclad contract. What? <laughs> we cut over to Jerry McKean. This is a landscaper. He pulls up in his truck. Uh, he parks outside of a, a little shack. Jeffrey Lewis, man. Mm-hmm. You love to see him. Inside is a man named Job. Guys, Jerry goes up. Job is asleep. He was up all night. Jerry says, did my brother have you up all night doing penance? Uh, Job also uncovers an advanced mower that he's constructed. This bad boy is called Big Red. And guys, it looks fucking cool. Like, as far as mowers go, it's a cool looking mower. Guess yep. don't think that Job's a little old for this guy. <laughs> for Jerry? <laughs> Not Jerry. <laughs> for the priest? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to fill the gap for you. But yeah, yeah no, fucking B- Big Red looks dope. It does looks dangerous. Yeah, dude. that's <laughs> hey, when Austin O'Brien runs in front of it in the next scene, I got nervous. I was like, anything Stephen King related in a lawnmower is not good, dude. You're jinxed. 
Well, this is the... We did not release it, but this is the second Stephen King property we've watched with a Cine lawnmower involved in it. <laughs> that is true. Maybe that's why he wanted his name off of it. He was like, shit, I did that other one in that lawnmower fucking fucked me over. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't this the movie that Stephen King's made the most money on? Because he originally got paid, you know, with, you know, because they bought his story, mm-hmm. you know. And then it was so different. He wanted his, he sued to get his name taken off of it. And then they still released it with his name on it, either in theaters or on home video. I don't remember. Home video. I and think. then he, yeah, I think on home video. And then he sued again and made a bunch of money because they put his name back on it. No, I, I think it was, they put it out initially in theaters with his name still attached to it. And then uh, when they finally got to VHS release, they tried to put it back on again. <laughs> he was like, yeah. "No!" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think he sued them twice. Shit, we didn't think you noticed. Taken off mm-hmm. and made money both times. You're not still doing coke, are you? <laughs> Fuck. I am now with all this money. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> uh, all right, so we've seen big, big red it's cool as hell uh we cut over to the gas station job is filling up some containers a biker guy named jake comes over uh job rightfully points out hey dude it's dangerous to smoke around gasoline <laughs> and this guy's like hey fuck you idiot nobody likes you have you guys seen this witnessed this at all yeah During- no i wrote this into a script because it really happened to me yeah, I've seen it a few times. Yeah. People just, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I asked a group of guys one time. I was like, hey, man, seriously, put that shit out. And it was like, dude, you don't even know how fucking science works. That was like the exactly what the guy said. And I was like, you know what? You're right. The odds of something actually happening are very, very slim. That's when you should have sprayed his ass. But, uh <laughs> Like, let's fucking see, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of dudes who never saw Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, and then this guy Zoolander. fucking drops the cigarette, like, literally right next to the can. Jesus. And that's the... In the can. Yeah. Bro, it's the vapors, feel- all right? It's the vapor that burns. <laughs> I feel guilty if I pull out my phone and look at it, because there's the signs that are like, you're not technically supposed to, like... Be on your phone when you're pumping gas. Yeah. But now they got fucking pump TV. So how is that any different yeah, than my I phone? I have no I idea. I got to listen to Maria Menudo's tell me how to fucking cut a grapefruit. <laughs> I should be able to fucking check my TikTok. <laughs> and the latest movie that I'm not going to see. Mm-hmm. I always see those people that like it's in the middle of the winter and they get back in their car. And I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. I, get, I mean, I, I do that. As yeah. long as you touch the I side. You're not supposed to, dude. Fuck that. When you, right, when, you, when you get out of the car, you're supposed to run your hand across the car. And get you know rid of they, any static prior to pumping. Then you can get back they, in the car. But I didn't they, tell you they, that because I don't want to be Stephen Kinged. They tell us at work that I work for the government and I drive a government vehicle. So they say you can't warm it up and leave it unattended. I do that shit all the time. Wow. Like I can see it from my office window. It's fine. Wow. It's Plus, a- that's the people's car. The tax money paid for that car. So mm-hmm. if the huge, people want it, they can fucking have it. Huge poll on the podcast this week. We're getting 
uncut info coming in. I can technically get fired or wrote up for abuse of a government vehicle. If you guys been f- government whistleblower, drop secrets. <laughs> Do I need to alter you guys, your voice here? You guys want some free shit? I heat my car up all the time. I Illegally. We were, all the time. We were told not to warm up our vehicles prior. But I do it all the time. Pretty common GSA practice. GSA sends us a cease and desist. <laughs> all right, guys. We cut over to Angelo. He's in VR. He's playing a pretty cool game called Floating, Falling, or Flying. Uh, and it looks like he's just in a world of like multicolored jelly beans all over the screen. Brosnan's really selling it though. He's really it. He does look like a guy who's never been in virtual reality though. But he's trying his damnedest to seem like he's. Guys, does anybody floating. know what this program does? It lets you fall, fly, or float, dude. I'm just talking about the whole program, like in general. It teaches you stuff. I. Dan, I'm kind of right there with you. Is it is it the drugs? Is it the drugs or the game? I, I that is I don't know. It seems like you can't have one without the other, right? Well, good, but good. I, it does seem a little. Like good thing we got Kron here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I have to justify this as a tech movie, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the VR that's doing it, dude. Hey, dude, you're you're good because the monkey went crazy in the beginning. You're good. Okay. It cool. works. Uh all right, his wife comes in. She unplugs the machine. He snaps to and he's like, "Don't ever fucking do that again." Uh she looks at the disc. She says, "Floating, falling or flying, what's next? Fucking." It's like, "Hey lady, I hate to break it to you, but if this guy could craft <laughs> VR fucking. He wouldn't be you wouldn't floating, be there, falling, or his, flying. Also, his pants were on. Mm-hmm. You saw his hands. Do you think the screenwriter put his pencil down that day he wrote this one? Oh, yeah. That's a good line. Yeah, definitely. Done for the day. He's like, no second draft needed. Mm-hmm. I will say that the rigs that, they, that he has in his, his house there that are just like hanging from the ceilings, I think those are doing a lot of the work there to make it seem more like, you know, they're really in it and it's mm-hmm. uh, a fun experience. It's got kind of that cell vibe mm-hmm. where you yeah. float from the wire. Yep. Brantley, do you still play video games? Almost never. Oh, you lucky bastard. Um, <laughs> no, I wish I had more time. Uh, I just, I don't. Kron, how often do you have to explain to your wife that you can't pause? Uh, For all the stuff I've been playing lately, it's not been an issue. But okay. as, yeah, before... Like if I when I was playing online, it would be like you don't understand. <laughs> I can't just. I have to exit the game completely. Yeah, I'm not trying to be rude, but uh, like there's a team counting on me, right? I wouldn't want them to stop and talk to their wife right now. Oh man! If I bail, those twelve year olds would be so mad at me. <laughs> All right, his wife is mad. She thought uh, that he was going to take her into the city this weekend. Into the city, guys. These ladies are always wanting to go to the city. Supervision in the city, I guess. <laughs> this is early 90s, so urban areas were still a little, a little rough, right? We didn't get Clinton to come in and clean the streets yet. 
she basically, I don't know if this is this part of the movie. <laughs> I'm going to skip that one. I think throw, it comes Throw back. it out. I'll remind you. Well, I was going to say she decides to go to the city without him, but I think that's actually like in a few beats from now. Well, they start, know, they start making out. Yeah, they he's trying. Sex. He's trying to get sex, and she's like, "No, I still want to go to the city." And he's like, "But I don't." I don't yeah, I don't want to be around people, I but I do want to be around people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's later that she actually like leaves. Yeah. Can okay. Can we just replace all of this with just online gaming, and it would be like probably the same amount of interesting as it is now. That doesn't make you smarter, though. That just wastes all your time. <laughs> yeah, just put it in Halo. Like, he's, no, I, I don't want to do anything. I just want to play Halo. But in his defense, he is, it would be like a scientist trying to do any other thing, like replace that chair with a microscope, right? It just so happens to be a badass video game where you could fly photo fuck. So... <laughs> If he was trying to cure cancer or something, he could still be just as justified. Like, I kind of get it. It doesn't excuse being a bad husband, but even he, he's even, he says, you just don't understand what's happening to me. Like, my life's work's being taken away from me, and now you're trying to, like, compound this. And she doesn't seem remotely receptive to it. She just sees it as a game, which is a bummer. Uh, we cut over to Job. He's got Big Red going at this point. He chats up the neighbor kid. This is the same kid who we saw just getting fucking rocked at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> uh, this kid's dad comes home again. He's looking for some shit because he pulls up right next to this kid's bicycle, like throws his car door into it. And then he's like, hey, you fucking piece of shit. Get over here. Wearing uh, his hard hat. <laughs> Drove home with his heart hat and on. I noticed on the second viewing that his car is already fucked up, like he drove into the side of a, a column. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, also, just before this, the kid's mom is like, "Hey, Job," and he like waves back, and she's like, "Come over and have some Kool Aid with Peter later." And I was like, "That might be the most '90s sentence." Uh, this dad starts. Beating the hell out of his kid again. I, I gotta go. Joe, Jerry McKean, and Pierce Brosnan all just look over like, well, that's, sucks to be that that's, kid. that's unfortunate. What are you gonna do? Should have moved that bike, I guess. I mean, minding my own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut over to the church. The, the minister is pissed because there are bugs everywhere. Uh, he goes and confronts Job about this and then beats him severely with a belt. <laughs> Makes him choose what discipline mm-hmm. he's going to get, too. Uh, Dr. Angelo is sitting around recording his journal and getting drunk. He's so... Fuck yeah. He should so, have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why well, talk to yourself when you can... Talk to mm-hmm. When you could trick friends. three other people to come on late at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's all bummed out that he won't get to move on to human trials. Outside, Job is cutting the grass. Dr. Angelo goes and gets Job and takes him inside to play a game. 
Now, an adult man luring a person with mental disabilities into their basement to play a game is not probably the best setup in the world, but that's what we get here. Well, 92, it wasn't as frowned upon. I guess not. It just seems like there's a lot of questionable territory that this movie is right in the line of. This might be the first time I think you've brought it up, Kyle, that Job has like suffers from a mental disability. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did want to talk about Fahey's performance. I think he's being as sensitive and legit as you can be without. I mean, now this would be sort of frowned upon, like this doesn't age very well. But I also think he's playing it like as good as you can. Um, in no way did I ever feel like he was making fun or anything, but, uh, it leads to some, some lines and some reads that definitely make me smile. And I felt bad the first time I watched it, but I realized like, okay, he's not, he's just doing that to make it cute, but it's not meant to be funny. So in this exchange, when he says like, do you like playing video games? And he's like, yeah, Peter says you got the best games. Like, it's just so sincere. Like, do you want to come play one? Sure. Okay. And he like just gets up like he's ready to go. I do love that little interaction. But he starts at a good spot. He doesn't like I was trying to think of Tropic Thunder when Robert Downey Jr. is telling him like you don't go like so far. Like he I think he Faye, he should be the example of how to do this if you have to. Cool. People uh, are nodding with me. For yeah. the listener, these three did nod. <laughs> they all agreed with me. Yeah, I think so. I think you make a very good point. And uh, yeah, it never felt cartoonish or like it was over the top or making fun of people with disabilities in any way. Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. I do think it's interesting because it's. I don't think Fahey's performance ever is like. I don't think it's punching down in any way, but. It's like all the people around him in the movie are basically like, man, how do I get this guy to work for free? Or how do I like, uh, you know, take advantage of this? Like everyone is shitty to him. But yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like the movie's tone in a way is like a little mean or or just not. I guess you wouldn't make a movie like this today, but I don't think Fahey's performance is like making fun in any way, you know? That's an interesting point because maybe they're doing work for you because you, your brain connects that. Like he doesn't have to act below a certain way or be a joke. You sort of amplify the sort of distrust, you know, or the. I don't know. <clears throat> but there is a blaring R word that I don't think is used throughout the movie, which I think is yeah another respectful mm-hmm. thing in a way. And showing people being so mean and cruel to him kind of puts us in his shoes and in his positions yeah. and creates empathy for him as a character. So I understand what you're saying, Cron, where you're like, I don't know if they would do that today. But I mean, I don't think showing bad people in a movie doing bad things is necessarily bad or reprehensible if there's a point to it. And I think the point was that people treat him like garbage and they're horrible people for doing mm-hmm. it. 
All right, so Angelo, uh, he goes and gets Job and takes him in to play a game. The first one is a simple kind of like, hey, can you find the fourth thing that goes with the first three kind of thing? You know, like, here are three symbols. What's the last one supposed to look like? Slow this thing down. Have no idea how the game works. He says it's supposed to match. Doesn't make any sense. I couldn't there's, figure it out. There's it's one of them that, that too. clearly is very confusing. Like, it does not look like there's any solution to it. So, <laughs> But maybe you start at the end and you're like, yeah, let's get the baselines, you know, and work our way <laughs> inward from there. Uh, so after that game's done, uh, it's time to play another game, guys. And we cut over to Job and Peter in a virtual racing game where it's basically like a human inside of a little jet flyer. And they kind of come into like a crazy virtual world that's full of spiked balls and all these like gates that are closing in front of them. It's like sharp guillotine teeth. Yeah. Coming down that they have to fly between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look fun as hell. It looked at least like a real game. I mean, some of the games we get to later in this movie are <laughs> questionable. <laughs> but this one at least has an objective. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. So we saw, we watch them play that game. Job ends up kind of crashing. We see game over pop up. Uh, Job says, I was flying upside down, Dr. Angelo. Dr. Angelo sets Job down and tells him that he's got a lot of games. He's even got some games that could make him smarter. While later, Dr. Angelo is preparing to start a new game, but he's got to give Job a shot first. He then hooks him up into the VR world. Uh, Job can see his own hand, and then a bunch of weird pentagrams and Ouija boards and Masonic symbols. Tarot symbols, yeah. Yeah. A bunch of runes and... Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah. There's your answer, Dan. This shit's magic, dude. It's fucking metal as fuck, bro. Uh, So after we get done with that game, Job's kind of just back to doing his normal thing. He's mowing some lawns. Uh, Job stops mowing. He says, hey, I'm hungry. Jerry's like, all right, well, go eat some lunch then. Uh, the neighbor lady starts giving Job the eyes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. She looks like she's 50. Right. I'd put her around like oh. 30. Really? Yeah, I'd put her yeah. at like 32. Yes. 30 as well, not 32. Right. Well, again, and just... That's a very specific number there, Brent. <laughs> just a little bit of a questionable decision, but at this time in the movie, Job has not really advanced yet. So this lady's kind of like, you know... Taking advantage of Sexually almost. attracted to someone without probably full mental capacity. There's a new piece in town that she's noticed. I mean... yeah. See, on the second viewing, I thought that there might be something to that that he was hungry. There was something to like the way he stopped the mower and his buddy was like, what's up? And he's like, I'm hungry. That to me seemed like maybe that was some growth. Like maybe before he just fucking worked constantly 
it was weird for him to like stop mid job and be like, well, I should yeah, probably it back. Eat. Yeah. Well, it goes back to him doing the work all night on Big Red and all that shit. Yeah. So on second viewing, I thought maybe that's like a, a quick indicator and that if there's other things happening and then later we see like his psychic shit, that maybe that's just enough for her to be like, he does seem a little different. I don't know. Maybe, but doesn't he have a packed lunch? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what he pulls his sandwich out of and everything? You might be 100%, yeah. I just thought oh, the he's... way that he stops okay. the mower and his buddy being like, oh, okay. oh, that seems weird that he would stop in the middle of that. But Because I kind of thought that was a weird scene as well. Like, like why did they add that in there? Hmm. Oh, yeah, but he's Maybe... sacked up, baby. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the director's Jack. cut really fleshes this out and, you know, really... <laughs> Hits home yeah. with what this what they were trying to go for if here. Only somebody watched it. If yes. only uh, the director's cut does not do much in this area. <laughs> so, <laughs> if if we do want to talk about some director's cut differences at this point in the movie, do uh, it. So obviously the biggest one, and this takes up a good chunk of the additional footage. But whenever they call Angelo, they do not say. Your monkey is dead. They say your monkey has escaped. We then see in monkey vision still uh the chimp identifies the church. He comes out of like the tree line and Job finds him. Job thinks that the monkey is Cybo Man, which is from one of the comics that he reads. Um he can also see that the monkey has a gunshot wound. And he's like, hey, you can come hang out in my in my shed, basically. Like, I'll keep you safe. Because uh, there are all these, like, helicopters and stuff going overhead. Kron, does he teach it to snowboard? No, I wish. <sighs> Damn it. Uh, but it's, Play baseball? No. It's kind of <laughs> just him hanging out with this monkey who he thinks is Cybo Man. Okay. Uh, but they're hanging out. They're having a good time. All these guys from the lab... <laughs> Like, the priest comes up to the shed and looks in the window and sees a monkey. I guess he calls the research lab. So then, like, 50 people show up at the shed, like, armed to the teeth, ready to go. They've got it surrounded at gunpoint. Job walks out with the monkey. Uh, The monkey jumps up on the roof of the shed. One of the guys from the lab freaks out. Opens fire, kills the chimp. Um, Job gets really, really sad. And then this is the scene. Like, Job is sad because his monkey friend has died. He's crying in his shed. And that's when you get the cut where Father McKean is like, now you can't tell anyone about this. And what's the thing that's going to help you remember the most? And that's when uh, Father McKean beats him for having watched a monkey die that day. So they had to insert wow. the him killing or him not killing bugs I think as a that, reason to beat him. I think that scene is that that scene him killing the bugs is what gets him to go look for Job, and that's when he finds the monkey in the shed. Oh, okay. So that scene is still there. They <laughs> okay. just kind of get rid of all this stuff and then a lot of like 
a lot of Dr. Angelo working with Job is like you see him recording a journal being like, why did that monkey like Job so much? <laughs> He's like, like he starts to become interested in Job because he feels that the monkey has identified him as like a, you know, a trustworthy person, I guess. Oh, it's like Instagram stalking your ex's new boyfriend. Like, mm-hmm. what is what yeah, does what, Job have? Why did he like Job so much? What's he got to offer that I'm not aware of? My arms are bigger than his. Mm-hmm. I could mow grass. Yeah, I don't have that much hair, but... That is uh, incredibly wild. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a good... <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a good probably 20 extra minutes of the almost 50 minutes of additional, you know, director's cut footage. And you do get a lot of the kind of, you know, there's a scene later where it's just kind of a little bit more fleshed out, but you kind of get the gist of it in the theatrical. It's just, so it does have those as well, where it's just kind of like, here's a longer presentation of something you kind of get in the theatrical version anyway. Um, But this whole, like when I threw on the director's cut, I was like, holy shit. Like they have, they've made some choices here. Like this director was going for something. And I was on board for it. <laughs> All right. We cut over to Angelo and Tim's. Uh, let's see. Oh, sorry. I skipped a scene. Back at the house, Job looks at a cowboy advertisement and poses in the mirror. Oh, man. He puts his thumb up and he says, hey, you got a horse? (laughs) Which I really love that line for some reason. Just the fact that that's what he's planning is uh, getting a horse. (laughs) Is that where Clinton got the thumb? Did he like watch Lawnmower Man? Mm -hmm. It could very well be. Uh, the preacher. They should have left that monkey in the theatrical cut. <laughs> well, I couldn't agree more, Mister Clinton. <laughs> uh, this priest barges in. He goes to hit Job, but right as he swings at him, Job grabs his hand, stops uh, it, him. It's so fucking satisfying. That priest. That is one of the fastest. Like his introduction is an immediate. Oh, I fucking hate this guy. So mm-hmm. how fast you get some retribution on him i loved uh we cut over to angelo and tim's they're reviewing angelo's data with a human subject it's very impressive but angelo's taking it as far as he can at home he needs to use the facility from here on out is this where tim says they're going to give us both tits he's like the shop's going to love this they're going to give us both tits that might be later. Is that later? They, okay. Yeah. Like whenever kind of learns about like the advanced yeah. mind stuff. He's like yeah. getting real excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Burke pulls up to the gas station. She catches Job's hot ass in her side mirror. <laughs> he is just kind of like, I think he's putting the vibe out a little bit. I mean, he's kind of just making sure his ass is out there. Putting a little bit of an arch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's got on his new sick Western duds. She asks, hey, do I know you? And he's like, yeah, I mow your lawn. She's like, well, 
I'm looking forward to having my grass mode pretty soon then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jake at this point comes out. He's a little jealous of Job, you guys. Mm-hmm. He, checked also- her tr- he replaced her tranny fluid mm-hmm. at no charge. She just blew him off. There is also kind of a part where I think where Jerry McKean comes out and uh, yeah. she likes you, oh boy. Yeah. And then Jake gets like real pissed and Jerry is just like, hey, I, like I'm not saying anything. She's a la- she's a free lady that likes doing what she does. Mm-hmm. Jerry's pretty progressive, guys. He calls her a whore in the nicest way. No, he says she's not a whore. Like he specifically, because oh, he's a like, whore does it for money. Yeah, he's like a whore yeah. would do it for money. That lady's got money. She does it because she likes to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says ever since her husband died, she's just been like on the lookout. The guy jumps on him, and she's like, he's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like a whore does it for money. She's like, she just likes to bone. Mm-hmm. And the the guy keeps wanting to fight. Don't you fucking call her a whore in front of me. Uh, Dr. Angelo takes Job to the laboratory. He shows him these GR, VR gyrospheres that he has. Uh, it's like, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a big gyroscope thing that your body goes in and it spins you 360. I don't even know why you necessarily need to do that for these games, but. One of my thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. The earlier inserts of the monkey in it, were just so fucking funny. Because <laughs> it's obviously like a dummy or something, so there's no real movement from the monkey. Man, that's great. That should have been more monkey. Get the director's cut, Job. <laughs> Inside the VR world, Angelo plays one of his games where he stimulates different brain receptors while Job sees more of these ancient Masonic symbols fly past his head. <laughs> Fucking metal, bro. Uh, we cut over to Job mowing again. Miss Burke invites him up for a cold glass of lemonade. Does this she? is when he's mowing shirtless, right? Uh, dude's fucking yeah. ripped, man. He is. Yeah. Good shoulder development, too, I thought. Good abs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is the first psychic, topless? first psychic thing here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Job kind of glances over at Jerry, and Jerry's like, well, go on, Job. Get up there and plow Mrs. Burke. <laughs> we cut over to Job. He's driving around with uh, the neighbor kid, Pete, I think is his name. I'm not Peter. sure. Peter. Peter. Uh, Peter. They're fooling around. They're listening to cool music, but only a couple seconds or so of each song. Yeah. Well, and it's so weird because Job is like, hey, my mind's growing. I only need to listen to a few seconds of each song. And it's like... I I absorb it so quickly. (laughs) Yeah, but you couldn't look at like one eighteenth of a painting and be like, yeah, I got it. (laughs) Like, it's a little different with art, right? Yeah. I mean... Plus, yeah, those, that yeah. CD player fucking starts up, dude. 90 CDs players, that laser took a little bit to like yeah, this wind up. This, yeah, these he's getting them going. 
Mm-hmm. That's iPod speed. This is my favorite interaction in the movie because he almost wrecks here. <laughs> and Peter's like, where'd you learn to drive? Or who Me. taught you to drive? Me. And the, the laugh that they share seems so genuine. I was like, this is this is great. Was it clear in this scene whose vehicle he's driving? Yeah, it's it was the old like, man. Is it Jerry's? It's Jerry's. Yeah. yeah. It's Jerry's. Okay. I, I I figured it was something like that, but I don't know if I just didn't remember, like if it was made clear or, or not. And just to be clear, this is not the Jerry that owns our store. Nah. Mm-hmm. Oh, different, okay. Different right. Jerry. Important, I know some people distinction. might. Mm-hmm. Is the Jerry that owns your store is not as progressive as this Jerry? Much right? more drunk, too. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Okay. Gotcha. And he wouldn't tell us to go bone somebody that was in us, like into us. He'd get he is real jealous. Yeah. He'd try uh, to cock block yeah, yeah. any he'd, of us. Yeah. Well, he'd be like, after me. Yeah. I get to go first. I'm Jerry. I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. Keep putting those gotcha. movies away. You guys each owe me five dollars, okay? Yeah. But he doesn't sound like that. His <laughs> we can't replicate his voice. Five dollars or five Jerry bucks? <sighs> nice catch, Jerry dude. Coins. He's catching on. <laughs> Shit, he's a fan. Can we say? So, if you're if you're the Jerry in this movie, though, you just let Job drive your vehicle. Like, I, I don't know why, why is Jerry letting him drive the car or out, the truck. I guess. Yeah, Jerry. I guess he's probably go. sleeping That's one true. off in Peter's yard. Jerry does <laughs> have a, a little good drinking thing. Like, I think they introduced <laughs> him at you know nine a.m. hitting a flask on his way to yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's and like, I don't blame that's him. That's a good okay? point. I don't be, fucking blame. Gonna be him. a hot one, and he just fucking pounds <laughs> half that pint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't blame him. He's probably having to sleep one off somewhere <laughs> this time. Yeah. Good points. I should have thought of that. Uh, Job gets over to the diner. Um, Peter's. You know, he's like, "Hey, don't you want to go look at the the comic books?" Job's like, "Nah, I gave all that up," but. You know, you can go grab some. So this kid runs off as soon as he Dutical. Goes, he says, <laughs> Dutical, order me fries and a coat. Uh Joe instantly like grabs his head in searing pain. His vision kind of switches to computer vision and he can now hear everyone's thoughts. And everyone's thoughts are just kind of like, wonder what that guy's doing. Yeah. <laughs> He's I hope he doesn't throw up on the on the counter. What does that one guy say? He's probably hitting the alcohol juice or something. He's probably a edge freak. Oh man, <laughs> that or nuke. <laughs> Fuck! I just yeah. found out what the other what the drug from uh, Minority Report was. Oh, I, oh what is uh, it? Ah, shit! I forgot. Is it Element or something? Oh. Yeah, that sounds. I haven't seen that movie in forever. But I remember so, in that episode, Dan, you said it, and I think we talked over you. Uh, I'm used to it. Oh, dude. Clarity. Clarity. Okay. Yeah. Clarity. That's right. All right. Uh, Job goes and tells Dr. Angelo that this thing's fucked them all up. He can hear thoughts. Dr. Angelo, uh, his takeaway is that. He's kind of a genius. Like, Dr. Angelo is like, I fucking did it. (laughs) (laughs) 
after that, Dr. Angelo thinks, I've got to keep this a secret from Tim's. And then Job says, hey, who's Tim's? Oh, shit. Uh, guys, important distinction from director's cut to theatrical here. At this point in the theatrical, uh, Dr. Angelo's wife has just fully left. Like, she has gone to the city and you will not be seeing her again. In the director's cut, when Joe leaves the diner and gets back to Angelo's house, she's sitting on the front porch painting, and he goes, is Dr. Angelo in? And she says, yeah, he's probably inside. And then she thinks, I bet he's jacking off with his computer right now. <laughs> and uh, and Joe can read that? Yeah, Joe hears that. <laughs> And don't worry, guys, we're going to get some more wife stuff later down the road. I'm just glad Jack and Off made it into the movie. Mm -hmm. Might be a .5 added right now. Uh, Tim's calls the shop to discuss the findings, and the shop leader, who is uh, Hank from Breaking Bad. Oh, Dean Norris. Has he appeared in any other five-day rentals films? Not yet. Try, I was trying to think. Because I I, I he think was so. in like, uh, he was in Starship Troopers back in the day. He's what in Total he Recall. In? He's, he's Total in Recall. Yeah. Or he's the Vagina Head guy. Yeah, I was trying to think like what other. The Cell? Stuff he's been Oh, oh he's he in Gremlins cell? 2. Yeah. Yeah, he is in The Cell. I remember All right, that. Then, huh? Yeah, he has. He's a tour. Yeah. He's no Kurt Fuller. But he's getting there. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, the cell. There we go. Uh, Tim's is kind of talking this up to the shop. And he's like, hey, listen, there's been some crazy advancements here. Like, things are going super well. And Dean Norris is basically like, let's give him Project 5. (laughs) Like, let's roll those dice and see what happens. His, Uh, His voice that he's putting on in this. That's a choice, man. Mm-hmm. It's something. Tim's is kind of like, hey, man, I don't know. Project 5 really fucked that monkey up. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dean Norris is basically like, yeah, but that was a monkey. Who knows what it's going to do to this lawnmower guy? <laughs> yeah, we're not that close to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we briefly see a scene where Tim switches out the formulas. So this is, I didn't, I don't know how Angelo wouldn't recognize this. Like Angelo's formulas are bright blue. Tim's replaces them with bright red formula. And there's a big giant like project five written on the side of it. What are they called? Novakin, Novakin, N-O-O something, I think. The rip that I watched had the fucking subtitles on the entire time. I would have looked that up. Did that for you, dude. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you, Kron. <laughs> uh, let's see. So Tim switches out the formulas. We cut over to Job and Angelo in VR. Job is just freaking the hell out. Uh, Angelo gets him out of the program, but Job says, I saw God. I touched God. Can't argue with that. 
We see Job at home. He goes into VR vision and realizes he can now move things with his mind. And chooses to make a mess by breaking breaking a glass and spreading toothpaste everywhere. Yeah. Wasteful bastard. At her house? He's at, what's her name's house? Yeah, I think he's at Mrs. Burke's house at this point. Yeah, he got in and moved in. This is right before he starts watching the sex line ads. Well, he must have been that good for his first time getting laid. Oh hell yeah! I mean, I guess maybe we don't know if that's his first time, but Uh, Miss Burke does come over and she starts to think, maybe I'd like to do something new tonight. And Job cuts her off, and he's like, "Hey, come with me." He takes her over to the lab. Not sure. Do anal like maybe they did already, dude. That's true. That's true. She was like, couldn't he have just chose anal? <laughs> I'm not sure how they get into the lab, to be honest I, with you. I thought this as well because but they do have a half ass little shot in the beginning when Angelo comes in. He just kind of flashes his badge like here you go and walks right in. So I don't think these guards they're probably more concerned about stuff coming out of the lab than going into the lab, given the yeah, monkeys. Like a, yeah. like a monkey stealing <laughs> yeah. your gun. I bet everybody's on edge about <laughs> yeah. the monkeys now. Yeah, you're not a monkey. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, all right. So he takes her over to the lab. Uh, he puts Mrs. Burke into one of the VR machines. Uh, Burke, like everyone else, uh, she gets into VR and she's like, holy shit, I can see my hands, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Uh, you know, that's the first thing we're going to say, too, when we finally get there. Sure. Have any of you done VR? I did the PlayStation one. Is that? That's VR, right? Did it have gloves? Did it have the goggles? It had the goggles, but you had the two little... Uh, little sticks? Yeah. Controllers. Yeah. You done it, Bones? In the mid to late, mid-90s, when I lived in Guam, they had this thing called the Generation Station, which was like, <laughs> it had batting cages and putt-putt and go-karts and arcade, all this shit. <laughs> it was basically uh, what I came to find. They were just recruiting me for the Foot Clan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so okay. But I, I ended up. I thought it was a church. meeting up with a, a few uh, teenagers, and they, we helped overthrow the thing. But anyway, for a year or so, the big attraction was this big VR thing that you could be in, and it was more like the I want to say. Um, do you did you watch Community? Any of you did you mm-hmm. get to the VR episode like? Yeah. The Jesus wept. Jesus yes. wept. <laughs> That's what it looked like. You were in that little thing and you could kind of slide around. Okay. But it was pretty atrocious. Well, it was mid 90s. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a simple, like, it was moving for you and you just sort of shot. I was like, this sucks. I'd rather just play Time Crisis. <laughs> oh. You know, your quarters went further. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bones, I did see that Arcade One is releasing Terminator Judgment Day with, with the guns. Okay. So you can purchase it. Okay. 
Nice. I will not be Amazon sending that to your house. No, dude, I want that Aerosmith Revolution X, bro. That's what I'm waiting for, <laughs> baby. Speaking of T2, Dean Norris was the SWAT team leader in that. Uh, oh, yeah. That was one of his earlier roles. That's true. Actually, it was, well, it was like the year yeah. before this film. But, yeah. Is he one of the ones one that gets films. shot in the leg? Probably. <laughs> I don't remember where he oh, took man. a bullet. That might have gotten him this movie. Could have. Yeah. yeah. And but, maybe yeah. Norris is the link between this cinematographer and James Cameron <laughs> working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because Dean was yeah, because Dean had an Arnie connection from Total Recall, so maybe that's how he got the SWAT leader. But then working with him on that is the link that working on here gets the DP to Cameron. It all comes back to Dean Norris. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude, figured it out. Who man. needs Kevin Bacon? We've yeah. got Dean Norris. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so Job and Mrs. Burke, they're in VR. They start banging. Guys, they turn into just a beautiful dragonfly. <laughs> That's what we always hope. You guys never, you guys never dragonfly. Uh, every great one. I once thought that was like pretty standard. Mm-hmm. I didn't say I had it. I just said oh, I was, okay. thought it was cool. They did it here. <laughs> okay. You know, it's a special occasion. You know, double rainbows, dragonfly. You know. Well, some people once you set the standard, dragonflies your baseline. You know. Nah, I don't believe it. Uh, Mrs. Burke falls into some goop, which is that <laughs> is that their love fluids? <laughs> is that what that is in the virtual environment? <laughs> she doesn't like it, whatever it is. She, yeah. I know what you want, he says. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, all right, Joe. You're starting to turn, he, buddy. He put it somewhere that he wasn't supposed to, and she got mad. That's what that was. <laughs> She's like, Get me out it's of here. It's in my hair. Yeah, she's like, get me out of here. I don't like this. He's like, no, no. And then he turns into a hideous frog creature. I'm not done yet. <laughs> he starts shooting a bunch of goop at her. He uh, looks like a graboid from Tremors 2, like when they start walking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The uh, shriekers. Yeah. Bert goes in. Where's Bert, man? <laughs> Bert goes into a status of brain pattern abnormal, and the system shuts down. Job kind of runs out, and he's like, "Doctor Angelo said this gonna happen." <laughs> I love how every time they get out of this, and in a panic they run directly to the keyboard and aggressively just hit it and then run over <laughs> did you notice how the stairs would move like to the to the feet of like the little vr thing that they would be in so the stairs have to kind of move out of the way so the thing could spin mm. but there's two times where they have to run up like angelo does it to joe later but it's kind of cool that the stairs are, are automatically moved towards the feet of the person in the cage. And both actors have to navigate walking up these steps with the steps moving forward. I thought, man, that'd be kind of fucking difficult, especially in that tight VR suit that they're in. 
that running man yeah. jumper. Mm-hmm. Why you got to have that? What? Like, is it like climate just, control thing? Like, is it just to make it look futuristic? I think it's like a V. Because it lights up, dude. So it's got a light suit, so it like gets on your fingertips and stuff, and you can feel everything. I think it's supposed to give you like body sensation, right? Yeah, okay. that seems like the most yeah, obvious okay. answer, yeah. So it's such it was, a, if a it was lame opportunity loose. to not show that, you know, mm-hmm. like when you put mm-hmm. that on, like you build that thing, shoot yeah. that part. Was that in director's cut? No, they don't. Yeah, is there any close ups of the suit rippling on a body no, or something? They don't do any okay. of that. So. Oh, Fahey's missed ripped opportunity. Abs. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So we cut over to Job. He's at Burke's house again. He's mowing the grass via telekinesis. Her fucking grass. <laughs> Grows so fucking fast, man. <laughs> this mower is a piece of shit. What? This is still big red, dude. No, dude. It's throwing the debris in front, so he's it's constantly running over. It's, it's mulching. The cut grass. It's uh-huh. continuously yeah. mulching it. That feeds the lawn, Dan. That's you're the gonna new shut thing it now. down. You don't it's take gonna get too. You don't thick. take your clippings off your lawn anymore. Uh, yeah, I do. Well, that's why you're fucking. Shit's all brown right now, I bet. It's not getting that nitrogen. Guys, I got some terrible news. Another groundhog. Wow. I'm going to have to shoot it. Don't it's sh- coming down to Don't it. Don't shoot it. Yep, I'm shooting it. Just put it over it's- the fence, dude. <laughs> you can't catch the bastard. I watched this movie once, and he it showed a bunch of ways to get rid of a groundhog. Mm-hmm. Well, if you send it to me, just remember that I don't watch any Bill Murray movies. It's my one rule. What a terrible life. It's got me this far. (laughs) All right, so he's mowing this grass. Burke is inside. Her brain is just fried. She's, like, laughing and making little ticks and stuff. She's she's gone. It was that good, baby. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Job goes to meet with Angelo at the lab. He demonstrates his telekinesis by lifting a chair. Uh, Tim is wa- Tim's is watching and also sees this. No toothpaste at the lab, I guess. <laughs> Angelo is amazed. He claims this is so new. And Job says no. This is ancient wisdom. <laughs> this is the same stuff that <laughs> sorcerers and conjurers and alchemists used to do. But we've lost Fuck those yeah. connections. Uh, Dr. Angelo can feel Job trying to get into his head. Angelo wants to shut down, uh, shut this down, but Job says, I'm beyond your intelligence. Uh, this work has to continue. Tim's and Angelo have to go to Washington to meet with the shop. Angelo is presenting this as a possible cure for brain defects and Alzheimer's. Uh, and the shop is like, yeah, but... Tell us what's been going on since we reintroduced the Project 5 serum. And Tim's is like, well, we just did that. Yeah. Tim's is like, we just did that a day ago. Like, don't even bring it up. Angelo gets super pissed. Uh, He's raining and raving. But Tim's is like, hey, why don't you just tell him what the other, like the other big thing that happened with your formula, not the Project 5 formula. 
But Angelo storms off, and guys, I think we should storm off right now and take a pee break. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. We are just uh, knee deep in the lawnmower man over here. And silver goop. Mm-hmm. We're stuck in the goop trying to get out, and Job won't let us. Uh, Grass clippings and goop. If you're just joining... Got a featured lawn, damn. If you're just joining the podcast, roll back about an hour and a half and start at the beginning. It'll be a more rewarding experience for you. All right, guys, we cut over to Job. He's at the lab. He's just jamming himself full of these drugs. (laughs) As many of them as he can get in his body. It's the very 90s um, needle gun, too. Mm-hmm. Switch up where you're putting the drugs. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. Why has he got to inject that in the neck? Wasn't it the arm before? Yeah. I, you know. It's doing like between his toes know. and even, shit. Yeah, even my dad, the diabetic, <laughs> like, you know, balances where he's taking his insulin shot, you know? Yeah. I take it just like this. Yeah, that's cool, dude. <laughs> Do my vein in my forehead. Oh yeah, get all pissed off. Uh, we cut over to Washington. Tim's tells Angelo. Well, Tim's just kind of walks into Angelo's, like into <laughs> into his hotel room, <laughs> like mm-hmm. like he's got a key to it or something. Um, but he's like, hey, "There's a king bed, Cron." <laughs> you're right you're right they asked for two extra pillows to put in the middle gsa is paying he's got he's got access to that card well they only could afford the one monkey so maybe they they are making him share a hotel room mm-hmm. uh, this guy's fucking name drives me crazy tim's tim's, tim's is like hey man you gotta chill out they love the research <laughs> And then he, Love it. Yeah, he's like, they're so excited about it. They're sending a car to pick up Job. Um, they want to see in person what he's capable of. Hot damn! I never rode in a convertible before. Angelo realizes that for whatever they're going to do, they're also going to need him. He sees a bunch of goons getting out of a car down below, uh, and Angelo just takes off running through the hotel. He takes out a guard. Not before gra- putting on a sweet dad leather jacket. I mean. Oh, hell yeah. Just honestly the perfect transition into the Bond character from this film. So dude, He's a good looking <laughs> dude, man. You cannot deny. he. Very when they open man. into that scene in the hotel room and he like wets his hair and throws it back. I'm like, oh, man, he's nice and lean. You called it out earlier. That chest hair is just right. He's yep. he's like just amount right amount of breathy when he talks, you know. Mm-hmm. God love him. Do you want to read any of your other diary entries before I move on? Or? <laughs> no, I'm gonna. <laughs> Please don't stand up. You can't. He's still really good looking now, too. Yeah. 
Like, as an oldie, he's got that more, like, grizzled, older uh, dude mm-hmm. look. Still really handsome. And um, I've seen somewhere he's got, like, the beard and everything. Looks yeah. good on him. He's going to be in, uh, I only know this because of the fucking trailer, uh, the Black Adam movie. He's playing, like, the... Oh, he is. Oh. The Doctor Strange of that universe, I guess. Uh, Have you seen that viral photo? Because he lives in uh, Kauai, I think. He's got, like, property in Hawaii. But there was a viral photo of him swimming with his wife. And his wife's, like, getting out of the water onto, like, the boat. And Pierce is just, like, eyeing his wife's ass. Just, like, (laughs) enjoying every bit of it. Good for him. Good for them. I have not seen I'll send it to you. I got it. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Nice. I'll screen share. <laughs> uh, is Black Adams DC or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And that's The Rock, right? That's playing mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Kron is just sitting here waiting <laughs> for us to stop. I just wanted to know. I didn't know. If we get outside of like uh, Iron Man 1, my ability to talk about Marvel. <laughs> Drops way off real fast. So, Samara is DC, bro. Mm-hmm. What is Black, Black Adam. Adam? Oh, is DC? Yeah, that's that was yeah. my only question. Yeah. I didn't, oh, okay. I'm not, well, not cool. going to elaborate. Once we get past the three Nolan Batman movies, my ability to <laughs> talk about DC quickly falls off. So, Bang. uh, Angelo, he takes out a guard. He grabs this guy's gun and his keys. Uh, he just hands the gun over to like a bellhop, and that guy's <laughs> this is like, great. "Yeah, this guy's like, hey, what do I do? Yeah, what do you want me to do?" And he's like, "Cover him." <laughs> so the bellhop just points the gun at him. It's pretty cool. I don't. <laughs> I wanted to see what happened when that guy woke up. <laughs> also. I mean, I guess this is where the chimp learned the moves, right? Angelo taught him. That... Well, if, if Angelo created the software that he got boot jacked into, he pr- yeah, it probably did come from Angelo's psyche in some yeah. way. So that's where the moves came from. Fucking Matrix ripped this shit off. Oh, yeah. Uh, Angelo steps outside and steals a car. He kind of heads back for the lab. We cut over. This is a great move. <laughs> like the dude's just sitting on the back smoking a cigarette. He just is like, <laughs> like, and just ru- jumps into the driver's seat and peels off before the guy can get in. That dude really took a hardcore dive too. Like I, I know yeah. that, was the, that was the other thing. I was yeah, I was thinking about saying like he really commits He's, yeah. and then just like is sent rolling on the All pavement. Right. Still trying to get up and chase it. Yeah. All right, this is your mm-hmm. big break. Show them what you're made of. We don't. We don't want a chip to wig me in my next movie. <laughs> uh, we cut back over to Job. He's all hopped up on goofballs at the lab. He's hitting the VR real hard. Uh, the shop tells Tim's to go home. Cancel Angelo's clearances. They don't want him stealing the research. We then cut over to Job at the church. Father McKean finds him, and Job says, I'm here to hear your confession. Oh, shit. And then Job screams out, Judgment Day is here. 
he's wearing uh he's like fully in the VR suit too, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems even darker. Yep. To me, this is a more wild performance than what he started as. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But the hair, man. Just cut the hair. No, the hair is classic. He's got yeah. some great hair. That yeah. Trey Parker basketball hair. <laughs> or uh, Harry from Dumb and Dumber. That's yep. basically the exact same haircut. <laughs> I mean, if he does cut it, it's just got to be the front and leave the back mullet style, mm-hmm. you know? That's the only that's the only way I'm on board with cutting my hair. <laughs> uh guys, this priest starts confessing big time. He's running through a litany of bad things that he's done in his life. Doesn't he say he's molested kids? Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. he admits committed to acts of I took it that we're like, Whoa, it's yeah. ninety two. <laughs> I I took it that like we were supposed to it's implied that Job may have been one of the victims. I don't know if you guys felt that way. I think that's kind of, I mean, based on him, like, being all gung-ho to beat him all the time. Yeah, I could see, like, yeah. kind of being a part of it, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So this guy's running through all the shit that he's done in his life, and Joe lights him on fire digitally? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Was it fire or flaming swirls of yellow that just... Covered every limb, and then finally his body. I don't know. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he pixelated him. He definitely yeah. pixelates people later. Well, the, yeah. The yeah. first time I saw this, I thought, I thought it was digital bees, but then we actually get digital bees <laughs> later in the movie. So <laughs> then I had to go back and fix my notes <laughs> because I was like, well, I guess this Fuck. one is fire. Scratch that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? He kills this guy. He killed him. Yeah. <laughs> with VR, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> All right. Next, Job goes over to the gas station. Uh, using telekinesis, he ties Jake up to the gas pumps. And then in Job's eye, we see a digital face with a lawnmower mouth. And apparently, Job implants this image slash gif into Jake's brain. <laughs> and now that's all he can see? Double question mark? I mean, at least he didn't die, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, is he, like, functioning at this point? Is that all he I, sees from now on? Is I'll be honest. I didn't think it was that scary. So yeah, I could live with that. Oh, we forgot... Earlier in the movie, Jerry asked Jake, like, as they're walking inside, like, hey, how's your father? And the worst he's ever been. Yeah. <laughs> it said not, it, 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 it was funny. I felt bad for laughing at the dad's medical condition, but the way he, it was delivered was pretty funny. Crud, does the director's cut uh, do anything with Jake's dad over there? No. no he's not running from the shop. There's probably Damn an it. even longer director's cut. Than, like, <laughs> the two and a half hour, two and a half hour version has been cut down from three forty five. And guys, if they find that three forty five cut, I want a copy. 
pre-order that shit. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's what happens to Jake. We cut over to Peter's home. His dad's getting loaded, watching some WWF. Fuck uh, yeah, dude, ag- Saturday night. Again, though, I noticed, like, when the dad first turns on the TV, it's more classified footage of the Gulf War, and then he, <laughs> like, cuts it over to WWF. I don't know how he's seeing anything with that small of a screen sitting that fucking far away from the We TV. used to all do it, Dan. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. How crazy. I did think that. Like, did we sit that far back? And our TV was on the floor. So we were looking that, down yes. at our TVs. I, for the longest time. Fuck the 90s. At the end of my bedroom was a 13-inch TV, and I would watch it in bed at the opposite end of the room. Just a little square <laughs> of information that was my TV. Yep. I had a 12-inch black and white TV in my room as a kid. Dang. Didn't even have a uh, coaxial cable in the back. It had the screws that you would screw down onto a coaxial adapter that then you could hook Damn. the VCR into. Yep. Yeah, I do remember... But I was bald. Yeah, I remember still in the early 90s, my mom had a black and white in her bedroom. And that's where I watched the mm-hmm. bulk of Star Trek The Next Generation. I watched it all oh, in black nice. and white. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to I was gonna say, Brantley, did you just watch uh, Night of the Living Dead? Because there was no, no difference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't smart. I was I was just trying to take in anything at that point, and so I was just watching all these movies just desaturated yeah. of all of their. Color. Was the dial like <laughs> a literal? Oh yeah, yeah. Was the power on a pullout? My my grandpa, my grandma and grandpa's like a pinball machine. Like that's how my plunger, my thirteen inch TV was. it was either like that, or it was just a little cylindrical button you pushed in or out. Uh, okay, but it could have been it could have been the dial you you kind of pop out. I don't remember oh. exactly. And theirs was a piece or, of furniture, like it had the speakers, mm-hmm. wood and paneling, the and it had the yeah. wicker looking speakers. Yeah, and you pulled that shit oh, yeah. out and then twisted. Well. I mean, watching yep. everything in all black and white probably prepared you for the prestige film movement of the mm-hmm. of the twi- I sent, I sent Cron one last night. Actually, yeah. I are you gonna one? break? Yeah. Are you gonna break it here? You want me Dan? to? Yeah. Dan? Which one do you want to re- break the news of of what I sent last night? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I did send Cron a link to purchase Johnny Mononic in black and white. Yeah. And yeah, I saw that. He ordered us three, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That's just how all movies need to come out. So I like how they put in black and white on the thing. Mm-hmm. That's like, why didn't it just say black and white? Yeah. It, sh- it should just say cinephile edition at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I probably saw it in black and white. Yeah. On my own well, TV. when you think about it, it's like none of us have seen it because we've none of us have seen the black and white version, and mm-hmm. that's how it should. be. I figure be. it's all it's right. Probably on Bones's list is what I've always kind of figured. Mm. No. Mm. 
All right, so this guy's watching WWF. Suddenly, Big Red shoots into the room. <laughs> it chases this guy around the room for a while and then ultimately Looks kills like him. It flies. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I guess he is mind controlled. I guess yeah, it, okay. yeah, it's being controlled. Yeah. I'll give him that. This is a, another Stephen King movie where a guy's drinking and watching the wrestling on TV because the uh, same thing happens in Silver Bullet as well. Much more likable character. <laughs> yes, agreed. Rex. We cut back over to Angelo. He's been driving all night. He gets home and instantly sees a crime scene next door. And he meets the world's best detective out of any uh, film. Guys, I don't think you'll ever meet him, but this is my father-in-law. If ever I talk about like, hey, my father-in-law, I want you to imagine this actor specifically in this role and the way he is acting. It blew (laughs) my mind. For a second, I thought you were saying your father-in-law was this actor, not like it, not this actor reminded you of him. All right. I can understand that confusion. Yeah. But okay. I, uh, he's also an Ace Ventura. Mm hmm. He looks familiar because yeah. I'm like, I've oh, seen yeah. this guy before somewhere. I mean, outside of uh, Brosnan and Fahey, just about everyone in this movie is like a character actor. So, mm-hmm. uh, but this cop, he, uh, Angelo's kind of like, what's going on? This guy says, I don't know, somebody lawnmowered your neighbor to death. <laughs> Uh, the wife and the kid, they didn't hear a thing. Uh, Angelo's like, has anything else weird been going on? He's like, oh yeah, if somebody burned Father McKean to a crisp. Uh, must have been a satanic cult or spontaneous combustion or something. That's a real that thing. That stuff you know? happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, that's not the only thing. We found Miss Burke. She was uh, wandering around in the street, stark naked, laughing her ass off. We didn't see that scene. Director's cut, Crud? Nope. You don't get any more. Damn it. Um, oh, dude, this actor's been in some shit. Uh, you mentioned, you referenced it earlier, Dan. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He's in that. Uh, he's in Near Dark. He's in The Frighteners, which we talked about earlier. Demolition Man. And then I can't believe I forgot this. Under Siege. He's one of the. I think he's one of the lower officers or like a petty officer or something. I think he's one of the officers at the convention in uh, Fear and Loathing. Yeah. If I'm right. I think that's it. Did you all, since we're talking about all the other character actors, did you all catch the five-day Reynolds All-Star that has a tiny, tiny part in yeah, this movie? Yeah, he's uh, from our favorite Punisher Warzone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Looney mm-hmm. Bin Jim was uh, in there as a security tech. Yeah. I think is what he's credited as. He's just typing away at a keyboard mm-hmm. at one point. Yummy, yummy, Tim's, in my I think, tummy. Him what to do? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get my applesauce back. How incredible! <laughs> was there more of him in the director's cut? Did they really flesh out? Yeah, they, they do like a whole. He has a, a 
arc in the director's cut. You see what drives him loony. Nice. Right? Mm-hmm. He actually becomes a Punisher. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. Did you? You guys have been following this Uvalde footage, yeah? Oh, Jesus. This fucking yeah. cop with the Punisher background on his phone while he's checking his phone. Shit. <laughs> I got yelled at from my wife because I said, she's like, what are you talking about? Because I seen a thing and I was like, yeah, they're going after these cops. She's like, why? She's like, don't they... And then she finally like sees it, and she's like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I told you, yeah. like I'm not just making this shit up." Yeah, but I got legit yelled at. I'm like, "Rage!" <laughs> I was like, "There's two things in my life: I love you and fuck the police." Come on. <laughs> and I fucked the yes. police first. Mm-hmm. I was doing that way before I met you. Yeah. So. When she said something one day, and I was like, well, you know, the only good cop is a dead cop. And she's oh, like, Jesus stop. Christ. <laughs> uh, all right. So these cops are like, hey, there are all these crazy murders last night. Hey, did I ever tell you the only good cop? <laughs> Suddenly, they kind of look over at Angelo's house and Job's standing in the window. Dan, there's a red light on your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please take me. (laughs) They stare deeply at Job and then snap out of it. And then they basically are like, yeah, sure is crazy. All these weird accidents in town. (laughs) Angelo's like, what do you mean accidents? You just called them murders. And the cops are like, nah, we're going to write it up all nice and clean. All these accidents. All right. Goodbye. (laughs) Uh, How does Angelo not see Job? I thought he did. Isn't he? Yeah. I thought he did, oh, too. Did he? Yeah. I thought he didn't see him. I thought it was just the cops. Uh, Angelo finds Job in his basement. He's trying to jack in. <laughs> Job says his plan now is that he's going to go to the lab one more time. He's going to upload his consciousness into the mainframe computer, and then he's going to make every single phone in the world ring in unison. <laughs> That's incredible. So he's pretty much yeah. going to upload himself into the internet. Yeah, but pretty he's going to freak everybody's phone, dude. <laughs> we have that today, Job. It's called robocalls. <laughs> this is the original, dude. You wouldn't, every single robocall you get, you should say, you couldn't do this if Job hadn't crawled first. <laughs> Yet. Well, and forget the murders. This is how you know he's really gone evil, that he's going to robocall mm-hmm. everyone in, a, in the world. There's no going back after yeah, that. Yeah, but it's just once. Yeah, but that's is the most expensive though? minute is that first minute, Dan. <laughs> Plus, once you get a taste from the inside robocalling, you know you're going to do it again. <laughs> Three ninety nine to connect. 99 cents for a minute after. <laughs> Kron is just like, I want to get through this movie. Hey, we're making good time. <laughs> no, we're good. Yeah. I'm still okay, all right. like, fuck you, Job. I'm still getting over COVID. So, <laughs> yeah, know, who gonna... answered the phone? Okay. Yeah, we're giving you time to catch your breath. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. 
Angelo says, listen to yourself. This is the first sign of psychosis. You've got a Christ complex. And Job whispers, cyber Christ. I love the subtlety of this Mm -hmm. movie. You know. They don't feel like hitting you over the head with their messages, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Job starts to read Angelo's mind. Angelo tries to block him out, which is a great bit of acting that they do a couple times in this movie where Pierce Brosnan just kind of squints and shakes one of his eyebrows, like, with his hand. (laughs) Do you guys think you'd be good, like, psychic actors? Like, I was was watching Stranger Things 4, and I was like, Okay, she's not that great. And that's the investment when you have a kid show, right? You hire kids, right? You cast them young and they seem okay. And then you're hoping that they get better as the show goes on. And Stranger Thing has has that thing where two of them are really, really good and the rest of the kids are kind of whatever. But a lot of her hand acting, and then even The Last Doctor Strange, because it's Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange. I don't know how good I would be at pretending you know the psychic I, I thing I don't know I mean that's a yeah. classic one right there Bones I mean you know yeah I got it down you touch yeah. the temple and you reach out oh yeah. really you nailed it oh shit <laughs> but I was gonna say I didn't think I'd be very good because I don't, I don't think I'm a good actor period so adding in like the hand and like all that work I think mm-hmm. I'd be awful at it Maybe you're getting too too hung up on, you know, getting your lines out when you should be just controlling (laughs) stuff with your mind. (laughs) There you go. It's in the eyes, dude. Mm -hmm. Right? Um. I I think we just figured it out. You got to do the Professor X and touch the side. Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's like the tiger claw. Okay, well, Dan's I, lifting. I didn't want to just do your guys' sling range. You know, that's yours was like you're trying to stop something. Mm-hmm. That was the mm-hmm. invisible woman. Mm-hmm. Dan, you did like the I'm lifting the earth. It was pretty good. We should do. We should work on a VHS tape series on yeah psychic acting, acting <laughs> with your mind. This is great for an audio meeting. <laughs> People can fill in right at their list. You're doing a sling ring right now. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where are we on this movie? <laughs> uh, Job eventually does read Angelo's Bra- mind. Really? That's pretty good, dude. You <laughs> that's just, my minority yeah. report. I'm using the... the <laughs> now Dan's miming. Dan's stuck, yeah, in a, Dan, Dan's <laughs> stuck in a box right now. <laughs> Get out of that box, Dan. (laughs) Eventually, Job is able to read Angelo's mind and realizes that the shop is coming after him. Uh, Job puts Angelo in VR, but shows him... What? The real events that are happening. I don't know what that means. This is my favorite part of it. Guys, I'm still recovering from COVID. (laughs) What the fuck did I tell you? Faded. Faded. You were asked. All right, that can't be the right word. Yeah, something's wrong with that note. 
I bet uh, I bet Job got into my computer and mm-hmm. <laughs> fiddled Tied around. Your phone line. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Job appears to the shop goons as a floating head made out of cheese. <laughs> he turns these guys into a thousand bubbles and evaporates them. You could see it was like background removal. Like you could still kind of see it on the sides. All right. This this is going to be so hard to describe. So he plugs him in and says, here, you should see what's happening outside. And they cut to. Oh, that's what that note meant. What's outside. <laughs> and then it like slides. And then they show the VR van pulling up in front of the house. It's like, you don't need to show that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it keeps going. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, Hank is watching all this happen, and as soon as these two goons get killed, it just cuts to him, and he's like, wow, that was fucking crazy. <laughs> like, he just kind of has him a- Hank from Breaking... Like, that's his Breaking Bad mm-hmm. character? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Has he done that all the whole episode, and I didn't notice? I, I he's done okay. it at least once yeah. or twice before, yeah. I believe he's credited as the director in in the credits. Did any of you try to do the voice? Of were you like hit us with it, Bones? Nah. Of who? Yeah. I already did Verhoven Hank. twice tonight. I'm, I'm no. tired. Uh so the last thing that I'll discuss for the director's cut <laughs> is I had mentioned that this guy's wife had come back in a scene previous. So at this part of the movie, Joe basically like when Angelo comes back to his house. His wife is dressed up like a like a 50s woman and she's like cooking a big meal and doing all this domestic stuff. So Angelo's like snapping at her and she's just locked in this trance. Uh when Angelo goes downstairs to confront Job, Job's kind of like wraps him up so he can't move. So he you know, he ties him down. I think that still happens in the theatrical mm-hmm. version. Yeah. And they had yeah, to do the yeah. great rewind. Where yeah. they pull the thing out of Pierce Brosnan's mouth, yeah. but make it seem like it's whipping in. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. while he's got him tied up, he sends the wife back upstairs. Uh, she grabs a gun out of the cabinet. And whenever these uh, shop goons show up, they're like, hey, is Dr. Angelo here? And she's like, yeah, I'll go get him. So the gu- the goon at the door turns his back to her. And she just shoots him right in the head. And then uh, the other goon, like, guns her down. So it's just this crazy, like, violent scene in the, you know, the last fourth of the movie here. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. I kind of weirdly like the, he's got into her head and made her a 50s housewife thing. That would be kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. See, that's, like, I could see them putting all the monkey stuff back in. There's a part of me that really likes that she's just like, take me to the city. And he's like, I don't want to go. And she's like, I do. And then she leaves and never comes home again. It's like our cold open last week when the three of us just dipped out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not everybody can deal with the tough team, dude. No. <laughs> I've got history. 
All right. Uh, so Job does appear to these guys as a floating head. Uh, he vaporizes them. Zordon. Mm-hmm. Instantly, Gardner McKean wakes up in his pickup truck, and he's like, all right, Job, I'm coming. (laughs) He drives over to Job's place. I find it incredible that he has to get a chauffeur to take him. Like he doesn't, like Angelo doesn't have a car he could steal. Right. Well, his wife did leave with the... (laughs) Oh, that's right. In she this took version it to the of city. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, when he vaporized those two goons, they had their keys in their pockets, so those are all gone. He can't take mm-hmm. their car. You know. He also couldn't fly because it's not like he can make things, you know, float or levitate. Good point. Yep. Uh, Peter runs over to Angelo's house and sets him free. Over at VSI, the laboratory. Uh, all the outside gates open. At home, Angelo is hacking into the mainframe to take it off the net, basically. Mm-hmm. So Job's mm-hmm. plan is to upload his consciousness. Uh, Angelo wants to make sure that that doesn't have a connection to the internet, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe this is where we get Doug Hutchison trying to stop him from hacking into the mainframe, basically. Or, right? Isn't that isn't that what's happening? He's there trying to stop Angelo from getting in. Yeah, I think like yeah. they've been. Yeah, yeah. He kind of can see that someone's hacking into their system. Like they're already yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, at VSI, all the guards have been sent to the gate, but it, they get swarmed with a bunch of digital bees. Oh, the editing on the. The timing, so Brantley, I'm sure you like know about like, you know, conveying the 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 movement of time through an edit and not like mm-hmm. doubling over. But in the in this movie, it takes them 15 seconds to go a matter of 10 feet at that gate because like they cut in Jeffrey Lewis kind of dodging people because they don't have mm-hmm. he miraculously doesn't hit a single person with the truck. <laughs> but I did back this up several times. Like at at the pace he's going, he is at a crawl, and I thought it was like, oh, that's a pretty good masterclass of how of like being able to cheat the edit because they want all of them to be mm-hmm. killed by the the digital bees. Yeah, yeah. So where did they come from? Like, is that in the director's cut? Like, did he? The digital bees? Yeah. Or did uh, uh, where's the digital just there. fire come from or the big okay. cheese head? Right, I'm I just mean, making sure uh, that I didn't miss something. Was it in the cut where he said Candyman five times or something? Mm-mm. That doesn't happen. They, <laughs> no. Okay. They want to do wanted. that. But he said Candyman in VR. You never know. So that's what made them digital. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I okay. think that's a, we figured he's it out. even dangerous in the digital world as well. I mean, as we've seen from a lot of these characters, Freddy is dangerous in the digital world, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And Freddy's dead. He'll get into a video game and one zeros, bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Candyman, that movie might have been selected. 
Maybe. Folks will have to listen to the Horror Drafts 90s Mega Draft to yeah, find out. They, whoever picked it picked the new one, and everyone was like, that's not the 90s. <laughs> and then it turned into like a 30-minute argument. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys did like psychic things at each other through the Zoom? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get into each other's heads to... Get the commissioners to approve the draft pick. It, yeah. It yeah, made for it great audio, just like it did on this one. <laughs> it did. <laughs> 30 straight minutes of silence. Oh, is <clears throat> oh that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So these digital bees swarm everyone and kill everybody. Uh, one guard hops the fence and shoots Gardner McKean. Job gets real pissed and... Uh, he mind controls this guy into just this is best blow, acting in the movie, blowing his own brains out. There, for how many headshots there are in this movie, it's crazy that we lost some headshots from the director's mm-hmm. cut that didn't make it in. Yeah, it's in the director's cut. As soon as this guy shoots himself, another guy hops the fence. <laughs> it just they they replay it like four <laughs> times in a row. <laughs> Well, I was thinking the one with the with the wife. He said she she like hits him in the back of the head, right? The wife, the wife like shoots uh, yeah. one of the goons right in the head. Yeah, as he turns his back to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so Job goes in uh, for his upload. He turns Tim's into a digital marble man. And Angelo is following shortly behind after receiving a ride from Pete's mom. <laughs> it is, you know, uh, a time in history where you couldn't just call Uber. So it's like, hey, can your mom Somebody give me a ride to the, to the lab, okay? <laughs> Job gets into the mainframe. Uh, this destroys his human body. It flattens it like a pancake in that gyrosphere. Uh, he's inside, but he's not able to get a line out into the internet yet. There's all these, like, it's a digital version of him, and he just keeps bringing up, like, a hexagon at a time, and it's, like, access denied, access denied, so... Angelo goes into VR as well. Uh, Job is pissed and realizes that he has no way out. Job declares himself god of this world and puts Angelo onto a cross. Metal. Job. It's actually digital. Yeah. Digital metal. Angelo also set a bunch of bombs. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you say that? I didn't. This is my next note. I'm sorry, shit. (laughs) Uh, Angelo had set up a bunch of bombs. (laughs) Job realizes this at this point, uh, but he can't do anything to stop it because he's fully digital now. And Angelo's like, yeah, that's fucking stupid, wasn't it, dude? Like, now you can't... Dumbass. Yeah, now you can't do anything in the physical world. Job says that he's going to find a way. He has a billion calls to make. <laughs> Job lets Angelo go over to 
uh, or Job lets Angelo go because Peter is in the building. So this is kind of like the last thing where it's like a redeeming quality because yeah, Peter's mom fell yeah. asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why did she pass out? It's fucking late, dude. I mean, she pr- <laughs> she's a probably the relief of her abusive husband getting killed. Yeah, that's true. She probably hadn't had a good night's sleep in a long time. Police questioning and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Job does let Angelo go in a you know a moment where he's not the lawnmower man god. He <laughs> you know snaps to and he's like, "All right, you can go." Angelo's like, hey, come back with me, but what's left of Job can't hold back uh, this virtual monster any longer, so he kind of pops back into evil lawnmower man. Angelo jumps out of VR. He gets Peter. Uh, Job opens up one more door for them, so he, whenever it's convenient to the story, he's a good guy, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> All these well, bombs. he liked Peter the whole time. He does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these bombs start going off. Angelo and Peter get outside. And guys, right as the bombs are exploding, Job finds a back door into the internet and uploads what? himself. No way. Where's your son at even, dude? <laughs> Does he? I'm not dreaming. Does he yell a back door? Yeah. Yep. Okay. A back door. I think so. Yeah. And she's like, "Stop it." <laughs> we did that yesterday. You, ch- you just chose that before you fucked me digitally. Uh, back at home, Angelo is recording his final final journal entry. He's gonna take his research underground to keep it from falling into the wrong hands. Angelo starts to leave with Peter and his mom. I guess this is his new wife and family now. Yeah, how fucking convenient, <laughs> okay. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they all start to leave the house together when suddenly the phone rings. And guys, then the upstairs phone rings. And then every single phone on the planet rings. Fuck. <laughs> Mine rang. I like how Angelo doesn't want it to get into the wrong hands, but his research didn't seem like it was in the best hands with him, quite honestly. Very shaky hands from years of nicotine and alcohol abuse. It It, it is <laughs> yes. his research, though, so... <laughs> I guess he feels he's got some ownership over it. Well, And honestly, as long as you keep it away from Project 5, you seem to be fine. This is kind of the hollow man paradox of your own work destroying you, though. Yeah. Or the fly, or, uh, you know, any number of good scientists gone bad. Anyway, guys, that's uh, the end of the lawnmower, man. That's it. But if ever there's a time where... Everybody's phone goes off. Just know that's Job. So, <laughs> fuck. Uh, Dan, do you have any further research? 
Prana, <clears throat> I know through this we did cover <clears throat> a lot of the Stephen King stuff. That's what came up on uh, a lot of where I look. Uh, eight minutes of computer-generated effects took seven people eight months to complete with a budget of half a million dollars in 1992. Well, you can see all the money up there on the screen, mm. so mm-hmm. that's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's true. It takes a lot yeah. to cut out that yeah. flawless construction paper. Uh, the scene where the cop, uh, Troy Evans, says that the missing piece of the dead man is in the birdbath is the only thing in the movie that was taken from uh, Stephen King's short story. So hmm. that was it. And uh, like I said, a lot of stuff about the effects. Uh, Job's hair was initially going to be red, but they changed it to bleach, bond, bleach blonde because red hair didn't look realistic on uh, old Jeffrey there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, a remote control controlled the lawnmower whenever... Uh, he was doing the telekinesis. What? No way, dude. That's never gone wrong on a Stephen King film. It, Remote-controlled lawnmowers have never gone bad on a King project. Um, the 2017 Blu-ray release contains two Easter eggs. On the theatrical disc, press right until you see an icon light up off the main menu. Okay. And press enter to play an ad for the <laughs> S. NES video game adaptation of the film. Whoa, no way. I'm oh, going to do shit. it right Kron? now. Kron, <laughs> on the director's cut, select bonus, then press down until the icon lights up, pressing enter, and the case plays an ad for the competition based on the movie. What? In which the first prize winner would get a virtual reality machine. For the competition based on the movie? Oh, so they... Like a like an like a marketing yeah. uh, contest, basically for marketing purposes. Okay. Um, Thanks, Dan. I, and gentlemen, I didn't know my DVD Blu-rays had that functionality. There you go, dude. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> and my favorite of all of these is going to tie us back into another Cron Howard pick on the Five Day Reynolds podcast of Action USA. It was discovered through FBI tapes that this was former Waco cult leader's David Koresh's favorite film. <laughs> Hell yeah. <Get out. laughs> that's, that, that's fucking amazing. I could see all those people <laughs> I mean, in the Branch Davidian <laughs> complex watching this on a Friday night. I mean, I get it's about a guy who gets godlike powers, and I would understand why David Koresh might be into that, but of all the movies in the world, this is his favorite? Jeez. Hey, man, Timothy McVeigh loved Bad Company by Bad Company off the record Bad Company. (laughs) Yes. Incredible. Wow. Uh, released March 6, 1992, uh, box office. The budget was 10 million. It grossed 32 million. So it was a winner, boys. Banger, baby. It was a hit. I mean, a big enough hit that they made a sequel. So. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all I got, guys. Brantley, I I will say that I sent these guys a eBay listing that I found that was a theatrical teaser one sheet that still had, you know, Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man on it. 
Hey, baby. Oh, and I was nice. like, uh, you know, how much could this gym possibly be? This relic of movie history. Uh, $30 by it now. So. Hey. That's not too bad. I found some affordable one sheets on eBay for films I really enjoyed. I think I got The Hitcher for like Dang. 40 bucks. That's better yeah. than a lawnmower man for 30 <laughs> And then Bones found a uh, cyber sex one sheet from the lawnmower man. Coincidentally. Sure. It's already <laughs> okay. a safe search. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cyber Christ. Yes. Uh, the one little bit of information I came across, uh, the studio that worked on this, the visual effects for this, is now Rockstar. Oh, really? Yeah. The video game is currently like Rockstar San Diego or something. <laughs> so if you click on, if you're in Wikipedia and you click on Angel Studios, it links to Rockstar San Diego and says formerly Angel Studios. Oh, like, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Guys, I'm ready. I have a grid ready David to go. Crush's favorite movie. Cron Howard picks it. Crazy. He's telling us. <laughs> Sounds like a Ladies summer. and gentlemen, the internationally famous Rate My Letterbox. Rate My Box. You should go first. All right, folks. The Lawnmower Man from 1992. At the time of our review here on the Five Day Reynolds podcast, the Letterboxd user rating is sitting at a 2.5. All right, Cron Howard, I got you. I got you at a three point oh. Bones, I got you at a. I got you at a three point oh. Brantley, there. I think I got you at a at a three point oh as well. Brantley. Uh, let's see, Cron. I'm going to give you a 2.5. No, sorry. Uh, sorry. Cron a 3. Bones and Dan both 2.5. Dan a 2. Cron and Brantley both 2.5. Uh, I'm going to go Bones 2.5. I'm going to say Brantley 2.5 and Dan a 3. Ah, gentlemen. Lawnmower Man from 1992. At the end of it, I had no fucking idea what, (laughs) what the whole virtual reality thing was even for. Um, and I, I watched it twice and I think the first time I watched it, I was a 2.5, but I think the second time I think Job's in this movie is just a whack of fucking do performance. And I kind of, I kind of liked it. So I, I'm at a three. Fuck. 
I don't, I don't know. I think the second time around, it was just like, this is so ridiculous. And then Kron was like, oh, you should hear the fucking director's cut shit. And I was like, I, I, I might watch that one of these days. So I, yeah, I'm at a three. I probably should be a 2.5, but that <laughs> performance is just, like I said, fucking wackadoodle. <laughs> That's all I really got. Brantley. Uh, I did not watch this a second time, uh, primarily because the first time was such a slog that I didn't have it in me to watch it again and try to take notes or do anything. Um, it is wild and ridiculous, but not in a fun way for me or a very engaging way. Um, it's just so ridiculous and silly uh and i just i yeah i'm, I'm at like a 2.0 on this this was this is pretty low for me that's it that's all i got <laughs> uh this isn't a good movie so i'm i'm kind of echo your sentiment that the first time I watched it, I was like, man, you get to like the hour mark and I was sort of feeling around like, where's my phone? I was kind of disassociated. I totally disassociated from it and then realized like, oh shit, I got to go back. Like I got to connect these dots. And then you realize like, oh no, it's just so poorly edited. There's like no dots really to connect. You kind of just jump through. Uh, it wasn't until after I watched the initial viewing that Kron mentioned the director's cut. And you're like, okay. Um, forcing myself to watch it last night to kind of make sure I was prepped for this. Dan, like you said, the performance, I think Fahey nails that first part of it. It does get a little odd once he gets the Project 5. I don't think they do him any favors with that. There's just enough fun stuff. I think this is a perfect five-day rentals pick, Kron. Uh, but I'm right over a pl- right over the plate, two point five. Uh, guys, the Lawnmower Man from 1992 has been quite a journey. Um, here's what I guess I'll say: I don't. I genuinely don't like when people use the phrase uh, that a movie is so bad that it's good because I think if you did not enjoy a movie, then it's a bad movie. And if you did enjoy a movie, then it's a good movie. And guys, this is a good movie because I had a great time watching this thing. (laughs) I enjoyed the theatrical cut. I enjoyed the director's cut even more. Uh, Brett Leonard is unhinged. This guy was shooting for the fences. I don't think this movie landed maybe the way that he wanted it to. Um, But I don't know, man. This thing is such an interesting time capsule of the early 90s and what we thought technology was. Uh, The whole fact that you go like an hour and, I don't know, an hour and 20 minutes into this movie before you get to Job's ultimate goal of calling every phone at the same time. It's such a non-event to be the conclusion of this film. Um, I don't know, man. Like, there are so many things that, like, yes, this movie, like, 
I can admit is probably like it's not going to win any best directing, best acting. Like there's just there's there's no thing that it is the best at doing. But I had a fun time with every element of this. Um, it's just kind of off the wall. It's bonkers. Uh, I'm giving this a three point five. I had a fun time watching this God movie. Damn. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm plugging in these numbers right now. Damn. I don't know if I can come back from this. This is a bummer. All right, guys, The Lawnmower Man would have an average rating from the four of us of a 2.75. So really not that far off from the letterboxed average. Thank God Brantley was here to... <laughs> <laughs> Even with me weighing it down, it's still higher than... Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. Fucking, uh. <laughs> All right, so this is 38. It would be right above The Hunger at 39 and right below Black Dog at 37. This is higher than The Hunger, so take that. That is... Take that, you people who like to watch your movies in black and white. Yeah. We don't care. Re- revisit that. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um, Brantley, I'm I'm looking at your score from today, and then also over the the course of this category, you've done a fantastic job uh, with rate my letterbox. You got a two today. You and Kron both tied for the lead at a two point oh. Dan, you've got a one point oh. Nice. And I. I think you guys are rigging this shit. I got a point five. <laughs> yeah, you did. That was, and that is me. Again, plants. I guess I, I, I got to change my strategy up or some shit. I got to get back in there. Uh, so the totality of this category. Do you have that, Kron? Uh, like our ratings or our scores or, for yeah our scores yeah. from Rate My Letterbox yeah yeah so if you did want to know at this point in Rate My Letterboxd, uh I would be in the lead with an eight point oh uh Brantley would be in second place with a seven point five wow Bones and Nick who didn't who scored as a goose egg in this <laughs> round would be tied for third with a six. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still last. I'm pretty sure if he would have been here, he would have been first place. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, so. And Dan, you are last place currently with a five point five. Jesus. There's one last thing to do with this category: software upgrade. Parentheses Microsoft, more like micro hard to kill. Close parentheses. Brantley, again, thank you for the renaming of this category. I'm so stoked that you got to join us for this. Yes, great. Listeners are probably going to figure out that Nick hasn't been here. It's not that he's quiet, that he hated the lawnmower man. He just couldn't be here today. But I sure he's been listening the whole time. Yeah, he's with us in virtual reality. Don't think I didn't think about that. I was like, dude, just fucking log in and listen. You, you know, uh, so again, a huge thank you for coming and joining this category. Hopefully you kept some sanity 
you stay off the project five. Right. We got to figure out how to do this biannually or something. We'll see. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Kron says we're done after a hundred. Yeah. We're done after a uh, hundred episodes. So. But you're one of our biggest supporters. I appreciate it. And you know, at the end of each category, we play fuck, Mary kill. I would like to give you the option. Do you want to go first? Or do you want to go last? Oh, um, you know what? I'll, I'll go first. Everyone who's listening to this, they're listening to the Five Day Reynolds boys. They're not listening to hear oh, me no, close it out. We're going to so. see a spike in these downloads, bro. Mm-hmm. Damn right. I hope so, but I, I do not have that much faith in my <laughs> name being attached to your podcast. Uh, yeah, fuck my kill. Um, well, I think the kill is pretty obvious. I think anyone who's uh, heard this... Uh, Lawnmower Man, goodbye. Uh, you're dead to me now. Um, and that just leaves a fucking Mary between uh, Class of 1999 and um, why am I blanking? Eve of Destruction. Uh, it's late over here. Um, I think... I think I'm marrying Eve of Destruction and I'm fucking Class of 99. Class of 99 is dangerous. It doesn't have the stability I'd be looking for in a long-term partner, you know. Free fire zones, you know, it's all, it's a bit more shady and dangerous. Something that would be more one-night standish, yeah. I think. So, that's my fuck, Mary kill. I'm going to go ahead and echo you. That's exactly mine nice. as well. Beautiful. I'll go, Kron. Um, I'm going to marry the lawnmower man. I'm going to fuck that class of 1999, and I'm killing Eva Destruction. Oh, God. That's my wife you're wow. talking about, dude. Shit happens, man. Uh, I don't know what I want to do here. Um, I feel like the obvious answer is marry Eva Destruction, but I think I'm with Dan. I'm going to marry one more, man. Wow. Uh, you know, I like uh, <laughs> I like what I like, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. I think... Digital bees. I, think, uh, I guess fuck Eva Destruction. It's kind of, you know, it should be the Mary. It's more your black and white prestige pick. <laughs> Uh, and then I guess that leaves kill for a class of 99, which, uh, I, you know, this category has been great. Like, I don't want to kill any of these, but you got to do what you got to do. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you guys? That's, I mean, this mm-hmm. is a great photo. Are you seeing this Pierce Brosnan checking out his wife's ass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should mm-hmm. all be so lucky. Should. Ivana Trump died. Why would Ivana Trump be a Texarkana? <laughs> Brantley, a huge thank you, yep. buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank yeah, you thank guys you. for having me. Uh, appreciate it. You listen to the Horror Drafts podcast, the best podcast in the game. Uh, literally, every time oh, an episode comes out, I will listen to it day of. So, Same here. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. As a, as a token, I have something already... Uh, in process to to your location oh. it should be there this weekend i tried to get it there sooner oh but thank you 
be on the be on the lookout. Well, it's not that. anything from David Crash. It's it's from me. Apparently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it, guys. Thank you so much. All right, man. Well, uh, there's nothing think- left to Koresh after the government got to him. So. Fucking <laughs> pieces of shit. All right, well, let's get out of here, Gron. Uh, yeah, that was The Lawnmower Man from 1992, directed by Brett Leonard, I think. I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, love you. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Buddies forever. Sorry, crash and burn. Am That's I perfect. supposed to you say it? I'm sorry. <laughs>are 21 through 30 what do you even have left three things i have three categories left okay oh we're supposed to be like talking and building this up right okay i'll i'll bring us back in <laughs> it's it has been a while yeah, it is you guys have those two new uh two-day rentals in a yeah. row it's been a little while. Welcome Go ahead and start back. whenever you want, Dan. <laughs> Welcome back, ready. everybody. God damn it. Thanks for stopping back by the Five Day Riddles podcast here. You just heard us uh, complete our latest category. Software Upgrade. Comma. Parentheses. Okay. Parentheses. <laughs> What's the comma for? <laughs> Microsoft, more like micro hard to kill in parentheses. There you go. Cron uh, just covered the lawnmower man for you. Check that out. Uh, fun times. Hey, get, and the, now- get the director's cut. Treat yourself. Mm-hmm. And do that secret code thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of interactive fun you can do with uh, your DVDs. But now it's time for a new category here on Five Day Rentals. That's what keeps us going. So we're going to, we got random.org pulled up. Uh, as I stated earlier, my numbers are 21 through 30. I only have three categories left before we complete our first season of the show. Yes, you heard that right. We're going to have 200 fucking episodes. A two year season. <laughs> It's too long. So Bones is uh, going to hit the generate button, and we're going to see where we randomly get Dan, here what are, to... What are your numbers yeah, that are Can you alive? tell us the three numbers? Yeah, so... Oh, uh, 21, 23, and 26. All right. Are we ready? Oh, I'm fucking ready, guys. 27, re-roll. 26. 20? D6, gentlemen. All right. I, oh, it's going to get, it's going to get dirty. 
So this is a category that I named greasy, grimy, and slimy. So what that means, gentlemen, is in any movie that you feel is just disgustingly greasy, New York grimy, uh, a good example of that would be like Maniac Cop 2, Cron. One of Bones' picks was a New York grimy movie. Or slimy, you know, The Blob maybe was a good, good example of that. Not to say that you had to pick these or anything, boys. Stop giving away all the movies that I thought yeah, of. That's how examples you... work. It's a we, good example, we, we you know. Yeah. We already used one. We already covered Maniac Cop 2. Um, so that leads us to the movie that I chose for this category. <laughs> And gentlemen, if Brantley would love to come on for this one, I, <laughs> he'd be more let, than welcome. Let the guy please. sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's a little movie from 2016. Uh, a little later here in the uh, the movie world. Let me pull it up on Letterboxd so I can get the fucking director's name. Sorry, guys. I feel like I already know what this is. You want to take a you want to take a swing? Yeah. Is this? All are right. we watching the Greasy Strangler? Yes, we are watching the Greasy Strangler <laughs> from 2016, directed by Jim Hosking. <laughs> Have you seen this movie before, Karan? Uh, I think I've started this before. I know it's uh, Eric Wareheim, right? Like he's one of the the people in this, so <laughs> that he is. And we're all going to get to uh, become great friends with Big Ronnie here. (laughs) Bones, have you you seen this movie? No, but I see your letterbox score. Oh, that's fine. You can see it all you want. (laughs) Brantley? Uh, I have not seen this movie. Uh, Former Horror Drafts guest uh, Matthew Bronsdorf, though, uh, I, I've heard him speak of it before, and uh, he said it's something that has really lasted with him <laughs> uh, since he's seen it. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yes. Um, I will say that it is a, um, it is, yeah, something that you will never forget. I will say that. <laughs> uh, Dan, is this available anywhere? Uh, no, guys, you got to rent this one. I'm sorry. What a dick. <laughs> this is the first time in like how many months? You can spend a little of that cashola that we're making off of all this podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those corporate tie-ins paying off. <laughs> Big fat zero. <laughs> I couldn't believe how much money you guys gave me just to come yeah, and guest exactly. on this thing. Was, yeah. was 5000 enough or do you want some more? I mean, we'll throw them. Oh yeah, though no, I I thought it was gonna be five thousand total, but five thousand per episode, mm, yeah. fantastic. Well, and that, that was five thousand twenties. So yeah. I, I was gonna say that's mm-hmm. all in Jerry tokens. So, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, good, good luck, luck exchanging yeah, that. Only one place you can spend it. So, <laughs> but yes, sirs, uh, the Greasy Strangler from twenty sixteen, directed by Jim Hoskins. Um, It's going to change your fucking lives, okay? And uh, I hope to see some very fine examples uh, 
of great movies for this category. So if you can get disgusting, let's get disgusting, gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Well, you're picking greasy. So, Kron, if you want to focus on one. I mean, that doesn't have anything to do. No, I know. Do but just, greasy, just for fun. Go ahead. Just for fun, maybe. When, All right. When let, let me Kron research and I'll, I'll shoot you a text and let you know where I'm leaning. If okay. I'm leaning more grimy or slimy. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Brantley, do you have any uh, anything that comes to mind when you hear this category? Oh, yeah. Good question. Um, I mean, slimy immediately makes me think of Slimer from Ghostbusters, but that's too big of a movie. That's mm-hmm. too, you know, too much of a classic to, to go down. The Blob, you know, you mentioned that earlier. Um, the 1950s Blob actually... The woman who wrote it was an actress in Hollywood, and she actually was one of my professors in oh, no college. Shit. So I maybe would, yeah, it's um, uh, Kay Lineker, I believe was her, the name she, well, her like stage name. Um, uh, she was like a, a golden age actress. She's like, she was like well into her 90s when I took a class with her wow. in, in film oh, school. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I was immediately thinking the blob even before you said it, uh, actually. But uh, gosh, I, you know, real grungy. I mean, I can think of a lot of like cop kind of grungy New York uh, mm-hmm. movies, but I don't know if I want. I don't want to throw them all out there because they might come up with uh, you know from Bones or from from Kron. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But this is, I think this I think this category has a lot of potential and I'm very looking forward to uh, the other two films that will be joining the Greasy Strangler when this uh, series goes on. Yeah, we might have to try to figure out how to do a slimy yet palate cleanser for this. Oh no, baby. I want it I want it dirty. <laughs> yeah, I might be watching a lot of Marvel movies in between this. Just sort of gross clean gross myself me off. Out. Ugh. All right. Well, next week we'll come back. Greasy Strangler. Again, thank you, Brantley. It's happening. Dan, thanks, yeah, for, thanks for having me, guys. Cron, blow your nose. Get some air. Thanks, man. Robitussin. Vapor rub that shit. Brantley, you're welcome back anytime you wanna you wanna come in. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, tell Nick the same. You know when we record, you just drop in. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. All right. Come in the store whenever you want, buddy. Sounds great. Well, all right, folks. Next week, join us for the Greasy Strangler, if you fucking dare. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, from all of us here at the Five Day Rentals podcast and our special guest, Mr. Brantley from the Horror Drafts podcast. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Cyber Christ. (laughs) Crash and burn.